It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Uh, oh, man. Oh, shit. Recorded live. I hope the Seawolf coming in. Uh, Flynn, I don't know much about. From what I understand, Flynn uh, made a phone call, and I don't know the whole story. I don't get into things that I don't know, can't verify. I don't do rumors, people. I'm all warning you that right now. Everything that I tell you, I can verify with hard fact evidence. As far as Flynn goes, I don't know. I heard he resigned. Trump was on TV right before the show tonight, and uh, he was talking about that. Now, as far as what's going on with the Trump administration, how many of you paid attention to what happened during the Obama administration, July 15th, I mean July 10th, 2015? Anybody want to tell me what interesting thing happened on that date? I can't Hello? recall. The last flag of the Civil War came down over South Carolina. It was retired by a military by a military honor guard of the state troopers. Any questions? I do remember that. Yes. I had a friend of mine flew all the way across the United States to watch that flag come down. He's ex military. His wife thought he was crazy. But after he explained it to her that in the hotel room that night, she didn't think it was crazy anymore. Yes. That was the last flag. The last holdout of the Civil War. They not only took the flag down, they also pulled up the flagpole. And uh, from what I heard, filled the, con- the hole with concrete. But you might want to look that up on the inter- internet because it's a real interesting piece of history. And yes, they were lying to everybody to get that flag down. Now, technically, Civil War ended right then. Now, as far as the military occupation, that should have ended 12 months later. Right? Now, whether it did or not, I don't know. I search every day. I, every morning. I go in and I look at what proclamations, what executive orders have been put out, and I ain't seen nothing about it. The state of emergency that was created under the Civil War never was never really lifted. Right? The only thing that was reinstated was rid of habeas corpus. Right? But as far as the Libra Code, it was never repealed. It was never lifted. It stands today, and if you don't believe me, you can go pull that thing out. I pull up Army Field Manual 27-10. Alright, and start on about about chapter 3 and start reading. It's all there. Fully explained. And that section of the Army Field Manual is also on legal deception. A whole bunch of nice little highlights. You won't like some of it. It also coincides with the Geneva Conventions of 1949 
1 through 4, 1989, 
and your police department. They are. They're running it under military. Any questions on that? No, you Go ahead. For those of us who are ex-military, who hold a DD-214, what do we do to become more civilian, I guess? <clears throat> okay. When you left the military, you left the corporate, you left the services of the United States military. All right? If you go into your state um, constitution, whatever state you're in, you can pull up the commander-in-chief of your state militia. Okay, let, let, let me back up here. The federal Order. government only has... The federal government only gets to use the state militia. It only gets to borrow them. There is no real federal military. Only in times of war and stuff like this, they borrow the state militia. See, the pro- what was supposed to happen in the United States, the way it was originally set up, the states had the militia, not the federal government. That way the federal government uh, could not have a standing army. Our ancestors were founding fathers, whatever you want to call them, were real worried about that. So they gave the states the power of the militia. The state governors are the commanders-in-chiefs of the militia, of the states. You can look all this up in your state constitution. You might also want to look up uh, the, the militia in your state constitution right, and in your laws of your state. Some of your states got... Um, um, state guards and stuff like that. But your National Guard is basically your state militia. It's part of the state militia. Now, the idea behind all this was that if the federal government got out of hand, the state militia would go deal with the federal government. Now, vice versa. If a state got out of hand, they would invoke their law, the uh, Militia Acts of 1791, in 1792 and bring them into the service of the United States government to put down any rebellion, insurrection, and enforce the laws of the United States, which is the Constitution. Okay? Now, when you left the military, the federal military, you went back to being a state militia. (laughs) They didn't tell you that, did they? Actually, I did. I did three different services, active duty, reserve, and National Guard. Yeah, well, you're still in the militia. Look yourself up in your state. I had a full bird colonel retired tell me that wasn't so until he looked it up and he said, Mother of God. (laughs) Yes. This is where they're getting their military courts at, people. This is where they're getting them. A lot of people... Don't want to believe this, but it's true. In 1968, Florida passed uh, its sixth constitution, and it turned everybody, all able-bodied inhabitants, into members of the state militia. Everyone. Um, I don't know what state you're in, but you, like I said, you guys need to go look this up. This is how they're running these military courts, because we're an insurrection rebellion out here during a war. 
were committing nice little crimes called traveling, which you're not supposed to do during a war. I we're trading with the enemy. We're buying and selling and trading with each other. So we're trading with the enemy. We're sending uh, communications, uh, private communications. We put nice little thing called letters and stuff, then nice little envelopes. We seal them up, and we put a stamp on them, and we send them away. That's all illegal during a war. Believe it or not, go look at that, what I just told you about the Libra Code. The dark side of the Libra Code, you'll understand it. Just how bad it is. Everything we're doing is illegal. This is how they made everything, literally, we do illegal. Right? And a lot of you guys, people out there, uh, talk about uh, the Bible. I forget which part of Revelations it is now. But it talks about you can't buy or sell without the mark of the beast. Guess what, people? They're talking about licenses right there. You gotta have a license to do everything in these states. Get married, carry your own business, hunt, fish, travel, everything. These guys who talk about this being commercial, they're right. It is getting down under commerce. Just not the commerce that you're telling you. It's all being done in a state of war. Does that make you feel any better, buddy? Hello? <laughs> I wouldn't say it does, but I understand it. But I'm here in Florida. I've read it in the Florida Constitution. I've actually accepted the Constitution in Florida, and I've read the statutes and all. But I guess because I've gone in and did the name change, made a few errors, you know, but I'm just trying to figure out a way to get rid of it. So, of course, uh, you know. If you're in Florida, that all – let me tell you something. I'm fixing to get myself in trouble probably. Because I'm I'm putting a document into vital statistics in the state of Florida, and I'm noticing them of the fact that uh, within a few days, 18 days after I was born, they took my uh, proper name, okay, under the uh, government style manual, and they capitulated me, right, and gave me Capitus Dominus Maximus uh, name. Uh, now I'm the good name, and in, enrolled me in their militia. Well, I got a nice little document that I'm working on right now. All right, when I get a chance, I'm going to finish it up and we'll send it to them and notice them that they're in breach of the laws of war, the international laws of nations, and that what they did is a war crime. I want to see how the hell they're going to respond to this. I'm going to do it just for fun. So if I turn up missing, you know what happened to me. Because <laughs> I don't, I don't think they're gonna like this letter at all. <laughs> I'll be honest. Our Florida vitals—they seem quite nice, and half of them are just workers. You probably get through multiple layers to get to the person that really knows. Well, we've but gotten I, to the multiple. Yeah, we worked. We've worked through the multiple layers in a bunch of these states. Believe me, we we've talked to some people that you wouldn't believe that the average person can't get to it because we ask the right questions. But when you start talking to some of these people, uh, there's a maximum law that says, ye who questions well learns well. And I question very well. I know what questions to ask to make people run for the bathroom. And we have spoken to so many uh, general counsels 
all right, lawyers that it's pathetic because the average person doesn't want to discuss it. They really, they really honestly don't. Now, one of the things you've got to watch out for with this whole thing, though, is once you do your name change, all right, make sure that you tell them you're a child right, in need of services. Right, they're going to ask you a question. Are you doing this to get out of debt? Right? Most people say no. The answer is yes. It's just the opposite. Yes, I am. I, why? I don't want to be under the Trading with the Enemy Act. I don't want to be I, out here engaging in commerce anymore. I don't want to be a belligerent out here no more. I want you to do what you're supposed to do and take care of me. Since you took the gold and silver office in 1933, which is what they're supposed to do. We're working on that right now. I'm putting some paperwork together and see what these people are going to do with it. So she will got her thing going. I got my thing going. Right. We work good together. Right, but like I said, we work. We keep in touch on a daily basis. Yeah, you know, that's a, a good statement. I mean, interrupt, but I'd actually actually done it, and I did fall short. That's why I said I did make some errors, and of course the answer was no. But uh, I just put a private chat to Shiva about a week ago to see, you know, how did we go back in there and do that correction? Is it just through the affidavit form, or do you have to make another court date? Uh, well. Per- we're working right now on seeing how the, what they're going to do because we're going to start sticking we're going to stick a birth certificate in the court. Okay, that birth certificate is a bond. Okay, don't let nobody kid you; it's not. Right, that birth certificate. But you need to get a if you know anybody out here. Okay, who came here from a foreign country. Okay? When people come here from a foreign country, this is what people don't understand. They always have to change their name and put it in all capital letters on their birth certificate before they can come here. This is what people have missing. When you're born, they take your name, they put it on a thing called certificate of live birth in proper case format. And this is what I'm going in with vital statistics on. Why did you change my name? What they send you back is a document that's got your name in all capital letters, capitulated. And the capitus dominius maximus non degur, which they're the same thing. Up until uh, a few months ago, I thought they were separate. But then I got in touch with some people over in Turkey, a consulate. Nobody over there could answer the question as to why they had to put their name in all capital letters. So the gentleman started doing his own research over there. And he got in touch with somebody in France, all right, that was a professor of law at some university over there. And he said the only two difference between the two Nam de Gur 
Captain Stephanus Maximus was one was French and one was Latin. Okay? So, Captain Stephanus Maximus usually means you're a slave or a prisoner of war or in the military. Because once you're in the military, as the man here will tell you, it was just in the military, you lose virtually all civil rights. Correct? Hello? Yes, you're right. You lose all civil rights. You become civilly dead. Yes. Right or wrong? You're absolutely right. This is where they're getting the civilly dead from, people. Right there. They got you. <laughs> and you never knew it. And you were smart. And they got you to conjure you into going down and getting yourself a nice little driver's license for that document, which they didn't put in the all-capital name. And the rest is kind of history. After that, everything comes in the all-capital name. You're civilly dead entity. You were made civilly dead at birth. You get that? You understand it? I do. I do. Uh, it makes sense, this. don't it? It does. <laughs> let me ask you this. Have you gone to hover or hoover.hillsclerk.com? No. Well, I what went is that? there. It's actually a site where you can go in and check a court case. So, mm -hmm. of course, I'm up late. And I was like, let me check this out because I was trying to investigate how to basically go into probate court and uh, what was the term that I was looking for? It was something that I was listening to some time back. I can't recall what it was, but I went to the site and I punched in my court case for the name change. And based on the case number, and it said I have no access to that account. I thought it was going to be public record, but I suppose it's not. But I did put in my birth certificate with the affidavit of registered owner with it. Okay, so, they're not putting this these name changes on public record, people. Let me, I didn't think let they me were. warn you that they're not. I didn't, yeah, they're trying to keep this <laughs> as quietly under wraps as they possibly can, because we cracked part of their code. We're working right now to crack the rest of it. That name change is a big deal, believe me. Because it literally takes you out of the military jurisdiction. All right? Literally. Out of it. A lot of people have experienced, I don't there's some people out there on legal deception who have experienced some unbelievable things with police officers all right, because of this name change. All right? Like I said, I've been doing the civilian thing and the military thing for about 20-something years before I even started legal deception. That's part of the reason I started it. Because nothing that we were using all right, was working. All these people, all these different groups out here all right, were telling you how to go in there and win, win, win in court. And the people kept going to jail. Well, I knew the answer. We figured this out a long time ago, back in the 90s. Way back under the 90s. We were just missing some vital pieces. 
And when we discovered the name change, that's when we figured it out. Now, a lot of a lot of what's going on in this country, these people will honor it. They have no choice. They wrote the law. They wrote the laws of war. But how can they not honor their own law, their own written word? Like I said, go to the Avalon Project, look up laws of war, Avalon Project, and start reading. Or if you're in legal deception, all right, David Randall, you tell me what you need. I'll be more happy to dig into my little file section of my hard drive, and I'll pull it out for you. Appreciate that. Huh? I definitely do appreciate that. No problem. Believe me, I got more books on this stuff than most libraries got. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, right, there's right. a book out there that was written actually during the Civil War. All right. It's out there on legal deception uh, on property and abandoned property. All the different things that were passed during the war, the Civil War, they're still running today. If you don't believe me, you can look up the Uniform State Law Commission Abandoned Property Act. It was started during the Civil War. It never ended, people. It never ended. That little book is uh, 80 pages long. It's got a wealth of information in it. It's out there on the Internet. All you got to do is look up abandoned property under Civil War. Or abandoned property, actually, I think it is under Civil War. And start reading. You will have an absolute heart attack at some of the things that were put in. A lot of people don't know this, too. Under the Civil War, I, Abraham Lincoln created passports. Passports were only supposed to operate. I put a couple of laws out there called passports in the file section uh, a week or so ago. They were only supposed to be under a war. A lot of people don't know that. So if the passports were only under a war, then licenses were only supposed to be happening under a war. The license to travel. Don't kid yourself that this is commerce, people, because it's not. Right, that you can just say I'm not traveling in commerce, that don't work. You got to literally get out of the system for that to work, and change your status. We've got these people right now kind of scared. At least I think we do. They don't want to play because they're looking at some very bad things coming down. They can't explain that all capital name of those kids. Taking 300 million children and capitulating them. They can't explain that. Some of the people we've been in touch with keep asking the same question. You going to sue us? You going to sue us? Very good possibility. I wish I could get about 50 million people to start filing lawsuits tomorrow morning based on just the fact that their names are all capital letters on their birth certificates. I guarantee you one thing, they'd be taking those capital names off there real quick. But I've got to do what i got to do. Any questions? Any comments? No? 
now, if you want that uh, to find out more about the uh, that birth certificate, that bond, hold on just one second here. You need to go ahead and get into the Immigration Act because that's where they created that thing at. These people were smart. They put this stuff all over the place. Hold on one second. Um... I want to find that book for you. They have the um, Uniform Law Commission also has what's called the uh, Uniform Unclaimed Property Act. You might want to go look that up. Uniform State Law Commission, uh, because of the war, back in 1880, they started writing a lot of the laws. Okay, you're going to find out that the Uniform State Law Commission, the American Legal Exchange Council, American Law Institute, all operated by the Bar Association. All right. The book is called Captured and Abandoned Property During the Civil War. You want to get that book. Hey, Southern. Hang yes. on just one second. Uh, Georgia is trying to come on the call, and he keeps pushing star six and star seven. And you've got him muted out. I don't know why. She was not on here, so I don't know. He shouldn't be. Do you, do you have access to it and you can unmute him? No, I, don't, I can't. I wish I could. Like okay. I said, she was supposed to be on here. Uh, why is he muted and everyone else isn't? I don't know. Okay. Dumb hit star six. Yeah, he's tried that. It's uh it's not unmuting him. And there may be a bunch of other people that way. That's why you're not getting many people talking, because everybody's trying, and they're not coming through. They're muted. Yeah. My experience, I know. Was based, it was based on your phone number. If you go in and do join as guest, you are automatically muted out. But if you fill out the form and then put in the number you're calling into, like myself, because the last call Friday, I couldn't get in or oh. unmute or anything. So that's how you would get through. That must be what it is, because my phone number's on file. Yeah. And that's why I'm going through each time, isn't it? That's correct. Yep, that must be it. Okay, so any of these people out here that that hadn't filled out the file, I did that probably two or three years ago. That book is called Commercial Intercourse. I right. uh, heard, heard about that on YouTube. Right. States declared an insurrection and collections. Abandoned and captured property. You definitely want to get this. It's like 58 pages. Alright. You won't believe some of the stuff that's in this book. Um, well, think of any questions that somebody might have here. Now, you still there? 
Hello? I am on this end, but I'm not sure about the other gentleman. You know, we we got we're having problems here. I was hoping she wouldn't get back by now. I just heard somebody come in. I hope it's that I hope that's her. But uh the the bottom line, what we got here is is a mess. And we can either keep doing things their way or we can start making a change in this. I'm working on something right now that I'm hoping to be putting out there real shortly. Uh, It's going to be a doctor we can put into a court telling them that we're civilians. And we're coming in there not under the military law anymore. We're coming in under the common law. And we're going to see how this works out for the people who haven't done a, a, a name change or anything. Now, hopefully this, this will, will stop some of these foreclosures, okay? But you're going to have, when you put this in, you're going to have to put in an order from a civilian, all right, to the court telling them to, to, to as an injunction, to stop any, any foreclosures process. This worked for Sheewolf and this worked for a couple more people. Now, you also need to ask for a civilian case on this. Anytime you, you do anything. Can you go right again about She-Wolf. How did she win? What What did she win in her court case? Well, they stopped the foreclosure dead in its tracks. Okay. Literally, in midstream, it stopped. Okay. So she's still in her house? No, she's living in Texas. <laughs> I'm not what, another story. Okay, what's happened to the house, in other words? Well, she got sick, and she yep, did I not remember. go back to court. The court, but uh, from what we understand, she can go back and get the house anytime. Okay, now whether she's not gonna she's gonna do it, I don't know. Who me? Uh, yeah, you. Where you been? I was sitting on the other line where, where now I brought somebody else in with me. Yeah, oh, okay. all you have to do is um, that attorney, he's a general counsel over the property appraiser. So what I did is you, you just write a letter and say, I'm going to claim this property, and you give them the location of the property. See, nobody owns those houses. <laughs> They're the okay? property. Right, and the reason why is, um, I know I was explaining this online, but, you know, I was thinking about all my phone calls, all the clerks that we talk to, and the clerks that Piper talks to, and all the people that we harass daily. <laughs> we, do, we do it for you guys, okay? It's also fun. <laughs> hey, and the ones that hang up on us when they can't take it no more. So... <laughs> Hey, She-Wolf, I, I just got a thought, okay? And I've got <laughs> property tax that's due. i got to pay it Wednesday. If yeah, I take were to in your paper. Take what? your paper in. Uh, take your, your birth certificate. All right? Put it in a white envelope. Put your note inside the envelope. Okay? 
tell them that you're doing your bit say this is my private DBA doing business as my legal name here's mm-hmm. the account number it was activated on you write the registration date of the BC right yep uh, then you write this should cover all debts public and private Two, all charges public and private Number three, please put me on the do not detain, do not arrest list. Uh, please uh, provide me with further instructions on how to have uh, the, the bills that come in general mail paid, or do I have them forwarded to you for payment? Uh, okay. I may be reached here. You put the, the address and a phone number where you could be reached, okay? Yes. Now, if they tell you to go to hell, then you go, I'm going to tell you the next person you're going to go to, because I know that person better do it for you. The okay. state representative of your local district. They are your true public servant. And they are, mm-hmm. their duty is to serve you. You write them a letter. And I know what they do, because I've sent so many people already. You, whatever you want, you give them. They have a form that you fill out. And you tell them what it is that you want them to do. And they will do it for you. And, they, and then when they do it, guess what? It goes on the top of the list of all the priorities they have. Okay. But I don't need uh, to say my original paperwork. You know, they just sent me the bill, right? And I don't ha- need to write on their civilian or anything? Uh, yeah, you tell them. I am a civilian. I'm an American. And um, American that, we... No, just say I am an American. Don't don't add. Let's talk the way they talk. They they try to use limited le- language as possible. Okay. Okay. Just say I'm an American and I'm a civilian. Okay. Mm-hmm. Due to the fact that we are still under the Civil War, and all commerce has been suspended, it is my and understanding. And the trading with the and the trading oh, yeah, with the and trading with the Enemy Act. It is my understanding that in order to be in compliance. With HJR 192, Uh we don't have a license to operate in commerce. Therefore, it is in my opinion that the best way to be able to provide commercially without violating those two laws is to give you this certificate so that you, as as, uh, trustees, discharge all debts public and private and all charges public and private and to handle my affairs until I can go in and acquire my own name, legally acquire my name. And, you, and you know, you write, your, you know, whatever your birth certificate name is and you write by uh, the child and you write your, your name on there, right? All rights reserved. Okay. Now, who do you say I can take this to? Can you know it's in the you county? Should, yeah, you should. You have to your county. Who out in the county? Can I just you know it, it's owed at like the trustee office. You know is where it's owed at. Can yeah. I just go there first? Uh no. I really you think know? you need to give it to. You got to give it to the district attorney. See, the attorneys. Of all these counties, any barman, he is the alien property custodian. He handles all yes. the, the property. So you got to give okay. him that uh, piece of uh, property. You know the county has a, they refer to it as the a county. 
You know, he he's like any time they are any kind of questions, they run to him as if he's the top dog in a way. You know, who is it? You know, his his name is, is Billy. I forgot his last name, and so what, what you know, is I his know him. What? What is his position? He is the attorney for the county. Right, then yep. he's the district That's attorney. Right. And, That's what I'm telling you. Like, you have to give it to the district attorney of that county, right? He's not district attorney. He's just plain attorney. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, um, I, I, you know who you, know who you look for? Remember, no, look, uh, for, look for the district attorney. She will. Remember one thing. Attorney handles all the prosecution. All the all the county. Remember all the county attorney is the one that handles all the prosecution. I think the county attorney is the district attorney. Prosecuting attorney, the district attorney, Uh right? Yeah. Well, he, he just handles all the prosecution cases. No, just go online and look up district attorney for your county. I don't care what he does. I don't care what his name is outside of that. Just go into Yellow Pages and look up the district attorney for your county. The county attorney and district attorney are the same thing. From yeah, because I walked mine in in person, and I asked for the district attorney of the school district, and the his director came down. Started talking some crap. And I remember I told you guys the story. I told her, wait a minute. You sit down and you shut up. I want to give you these documents and you're being disrespectful. Then she looks at the documents and says, what are they? I told her, here's a title to the land and here's a title to the sea. I need you to merge these two documents together and activate the bond. These are, this is my indemnity while I am in this county. And she took them. She said, okay, I'll give them to the attorney. The next day, they rolled out the big red carpet for me. Um, I told you they were bowing down to me, telling me they were sorry. They had no rights to question me. They're not even allowed to call my phone unless I write a note saying, please call me if, you know, you need this, this, or that. They will not vaccinate your children. They will not make your children uh, fall under the policy and procedures of the school. Um, and, and um, you know, I wrote them that in a note. You are not to discipline my granddaughter unless you and I agree upon that discipline. It, it is not going to, you know, I said it, it's not going to be relevant in this matter. I will discipline her. So that's what they do. When she does something wrong, they call me. And they say, you know, if you needed to be disciplined, however, we know we don't, we can't use our policies, so we're letting you know what she did wrong. That includes bringing a knife. They were supposed to suspend her for 30 days for bringing a switchblade. Now, you see how you can take something that would have been an escalated matter and turn it into a simplified matter where you got your power back as a mom or a dad or a grandma, and you handled that matter yourself. The government is only supposed to be there for when you don't want to do your job as parents, as mom Mm -hmm. and dad. Now, if you want them, 
Yeah, you want them to do it, then don't write anything. Don't write no instructions. Um, the reason why they're going to get kind of snippy with you at first is they are so embedded into everybody walking in there and kissing their butts and doing what you you know they, what you, they tell you to do or get that's what they to me get out of my school you're not going to comply get out of here I left next day you talk to district attorney you tell them I'm a civilian and I'm an American and I need you to hear me out and I need some respect they will they will listen once you tell them here's my papers. Um, that blue birth certificate, you'll say, here's my security instrument for all debts, public and private. For all charges, public and private, and I also require that you put me on the do not stop and do not detain list, For here is my indemnity bond. This is how I DBA, and please make note of that so that all the counties can know this. I don't want to be pulled over and arrested because you have my indemnity bond. Why? That birth certificate, people, has an account number on it. That account number, it's not activated. Mm -hmm. It's dead, okay? And what happens is is you go get your driver's license and all these licenses that you're using, guess what? You're giving it to the private sector, and they're not activating it. You know, they're doing, they're putting charges against it that'll be charged in the future when you die. And so what happens? You have to pay the debt now, but they'll get their money again in the future. So they're double dipping because you abandon that property and the counties are the ones that take, see, what is the county responsible for? Births, marriages, divorces, and deaths, right? They're the ones who keep all the records about your family life. Matter of fact, I was trying to find this one website where the clerk tells you, we hold the keys to everything about your life and death. Mm -hmm. Why is that important? If you take off to another state and you never pull that birth certificate out again and you begin getting your license, your bank accounts, and you didn't show the government proof who you were. So guess what? You don't get no indemnities. You don't get what your your justice. You don't get no standing. You have to go in, number one, uh, and go into that county. Uh, I wouldn't go in, but do it, you know, registered mail so, so they can sign. That means it's evidence that they received uh, your uh, formal notice. And um, it's done privately, people. Do not go to the clerk and say, I need to file this in public record that this is my paper. I want to file this and I'm back to life. I want to let you know that I'm alive. Listen, anything you put into the public domain becomes public property. Anybody can go in the back door now and steal all your information. Hey, she will. Uh, mm-hmm. Can we... Is this, is this something we can do it before doing the name change? Yeah, I told people, if you want to yeah. try it now, you can. I mean, I didn't get my name changed yet. And they honored my papers. I think that um, okay. I think that's what we've been missing. Okay? 
Yeah, because see, everybody, listen. Because in the Southern Italian, how you, and we brought this up on so many phone calls. I kept saying, <laughs> nah, there's something wrong here. You know, you guys are doing all these UCCs and IRS, and you're doing all these, um, you know, like, yeah, the, the attorney general is saying, oh, yeah, it's easy. Just do that DBA. And I'm thinking, but I did try to do the DBA. The clerk said you can't do a DBA with that birth certificate. And it finally dawned on me in the letter, too, that the attorney general wrote. He goes, when you change your name, it must be a private filing. When the clerk called me the other day, she said, you're missing one affidavit. Send it to me. I'm the clerk assigned to your name change case. It must be filed privately, and we're going to give you a waiver. Judge says you're entitled to a waiver. Why? Because I'm coming in as a child. Children don't pay bills. People, if that's a child account, you're not supposed to be paying taxes. You're exempt. You're not supposed to pay bills. You're exempt. You're not supposed to be handling those affairs and buying big houses and cars. Your daddy has to do it for you, the master. The master that took you captive, which the governor is the master, the attorney general is the executor over your estate, and all these people around here that are trying to hurt you, they're supposed to be your public servants. They're hurting you because you haven't come back and activated the, uh, the proper DBA, which is that account number, that file number on your birth certificate. Mm-hmm. Okay. We can't find you. What are you going to do, the okay. welcome? Uh, mine's going out tomorrow because I was working on two things at a time. I had the clerk had called me uh, this week and told me she needed an affidavit from me, and then told me they were going to waive my fee and give me back my money and stuff. So um, I, I just finished it today, my letter. I'll post a copy of it tomorrow online before I mail it, and you make a copy of the birth certificate. Doesn't, it doesn't have to have the authentication because they already have seals on them, okay? But um, if you have both of your birth certificates, both of them, put a copy of the land one. If you have a copy of the green and the blue one, put one of each. But the one they really need is the security instrument, the, the one that has all the seals and stuff, markings on it, and it has, like, the bank. Uh, oh, wait, remember, they don't all have green and blue. It's it's county and state. Say that because... Uh, yeah, fine. yeah, county or county and state. You can put one of each. Okay, so the so small that way, one is the surety one, and that's the one they need is a small one? They need the one that's the surety. Which is a short form. Whatever one it is in your state, because I know everyone has a different looking okay. one. Um, the one that has the blue ribbon, the blue no, ribbon around no, no, it. It's long form, long form, blue ribbon. You get it from the county. And you do it registered mail. You put the card on it. You make them sign for it. You let them know who you are. You tell them you and that certificate are not one and the same. I'm a civilian. I am a woman or a man. Uh, but I am also, the, the, you could just say, I am the child on this account. Okay. I am an American, and I am a child on this account, okay? And then, once you're a child, they have to protect you. 
That's what I've been seeing. I've been mm-hmm. seeing everybody messed up without yep. thinking. I'm like, why are they punishing these people? Why? Oh, wait a minute. The Bible said you had to come back as a child so you could be forgiven. <laughs> yeah, he said, you're not coming back as a child. <clears throat> Look, at there's this man. He tells Jesus, I have everything I've ever needed or ever wanted, but I'm ready to serve you. What did Jesus tell him? Okay, get rid of everything you have in your possession, then come back to me. Why? You must come back as a child. He even said it. You must come back as a child. Why? Because only children can be forgiven. We are all God's children. See, they're playing the God game here. You know, I told you guys a story last week about my daughter where the judge says, um, well, what if I told you that we work for God? She goes, do you? So if you work for God and Jesus died on the cross, how come you didn't forgive my sins? The judge stays quiet. He's probably thinking, oh, my God, I got this Puerto Rican inside my room here asking me all these questions. He says, I don't, um, he goes, you better be silent or I'm going to bond you. He goes, you're not going to bond me unless you're going to tell me what species of currency I'm going to pay you with. I don't have any way to pay you, sir, because we haven't been paid yet. And he's looking at her like, where the hell did you come from? What part of hell did you come from? Because he's looking like, (laughs) she's a young girl, you know. But she got out without a bond. It was released, and her case is actually dismissed, people. That judge, he had the biggest smile on his face, um, came out disrobed and shook her hand and everything and told her. Now, she's not on the other side. She just did her DBA, but she did it in a way where they can't write to her, they can't charge her, but I told her, no, you need to go in and get your name changed so you can be on the legislative side of the branch now. Right now, the executive and the judicial branch is beating the crap out of you Christian people and the rest of you uh, Muslims and Hindus and any other in atheists. It doesn't matter who you are. It's because you don't see the part that we're still under the Civil War. You're still under those Libra codes. And Southern, did you tell them that under the Libra code, they don't have to tell you a damn thing about what law they're operating under? Sure. Which section? is a couple of them. They're allowed to use rouges and everything else. Yeah. They're allowed to trick you and everything. And that's why after listening to so many, let me tell you something, including me walking into those clerk's office with those birth certificates and stuff and say, I'm going to do my DBA with that. Oh, no, you can't do that. I had to call my bluff every which way but lose, but I told her, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's my birth certificate, though. Why can't I use that as my DBA? Um, Because uh, you're not the executor. I go, I understand, but I want to be the executor. You got to go to court to be the executor. They have to decree you that BC. I said, okay. She goes, well, I see that they decreed it to your dad. I go, well, how do I get it decreed? She goes, you got to go in there. And they have to convey it to you now. You know what that's called? Name change. And name change means change of assignment. That means they're going to now reassign that BC to you. 
okay? And you get your proper grammar name. See, um, when they give it to you, they have to give it to you in your proper grammar name. Why? Because right now you're holding an all-capital name, but who are you? You don't have your own name because you gave it to them. Well, your mom did. I got a quick question for you. Mm-hmm. Now, do we go in, you know, obviously we know that it's a state agency, but do we need to go in and retire from that uh, registered agent first? or No, no. As a matter of fact, you're always going to be the child. Okay. You're always going to be the child because the secret is that the, the district courts, they are really ecclesiastical courts. Um, they're all operating under God's law. And mm-hmm. I know you yell at them when they tell you that, but the executive branch, if you go look up what does the executive branch of government do, it says the employees of the executive branch of government's duties are to enforce the law. What is the judicial branch's job? to ensure that the executive branch is in compliance with their policy and procedures that they're using against you. That's all it is. The judge is a referee. The judge knows you have rights, but what is he looking for? He will 12B6 you in a heartbeat in a federal court. He's looking to see, hey, Officer John shot my son and I want to go to court and sue Officer John. What's the first thing that happens? I'm going to get a lawyer. I'm going to sue them. No, you're supposed to file a claim with the police department against the officer who shot your son. That's when you start the right way, the administrative process, and then you go back and forth, and then the insurance company will say, no, we're not going to pay you. Oh, no, we don't feel accident. So then, once you pass a couple of choice words against each other, right, then you say, okay, I see we cannot come to a resolution here. Therefore, I'm going to take this to court. You put your evidence in the court, and you tell them, look, I filed this claim. They, they refuse to honor my claim. I feel the officer's in the wrong. They're saying he's not in the wrong. Um, and, you know, you're going to tell them, these are my losses because he shot my son. I lost now all possibilities of wealth, of him caring for me in the future. It's all about the future. Now the courts cannot 12B6 you. Why? Because you already started a claim. See, when you go into court, they always say, failure to state a claim for which relief could be granted. You, you, you never gave them your claim. So how are you going to come in here and sue somebody that you never told them that you you want them to compensate you for what they did wrong to you? You know, they have insurance. I hope you know that. All these public and private agencies have insurance. But you're looking at them as the untouchable government. You're looking at them as they can do no harm, they can do no wrong. Oh, yeah, but they're gods. They're untouchable. No, they're not God. They have insurance. They also have another insurance called errors and omissions insurance. Too. So like when they like to lie to you and leave out certain facts, like telling you that they changed their name, 
you file an errors and omissions insurance because they failed to notify you that your name was changed. Or they failed to tell you the status or they're failing to give you um, the policy and procedures to their um, operating uh, manual. Therefore, you have no idea what this birth certificate to be used for. You file these different claims with those agencies. They are loaded up the yin-yang with insurance, trust me. Yep. Yeah. Um, she will, yeah, I put mm-hmm. my valid claim into the to, to the county mm-hmm. court that damaged me. And um, mm-hmm. and um, I, I know they have insurance, and I tried to get the, uh, the, the E&O insurance for the head clerk, and they mm-hmm. absolutely refused, would not give it to me. So... But you have now to write to them. You got to write to them. You cannot, like, well, before did. you go to did court, do you yeah, got the letter? I had to put it in writing, so that's what I yeah. did. Yeah. And they said I'll no, right? You. I did that. I'll I did that, but the county, council, the county council wrote me back a letter, a generic letter, saying that, that, that they're not, that she's, she's not um, under any of that, any right. of the errors and omissions insurance. Oh no, that's okay. But the but you know what the attorney is, and he oversees all their work. And then, um, so you just tell them whatever you're looking for that someone's made a mistake. You can ask for their policy and procedure manual and their job description. You must ask for that because you want to know if they were going above and beyond the scope of their duties. Because if you tell that to a federal worker, you know what they're going to say. And Southern's heard them tell me this. Um, ma'am, I can't tell you. Now you're speaking to me above and beyond the scope of my duties. Let me transfer you, please. Yeah, well, you, okay. Since, since I put my valid claim in to to the to the the agency that damaged me, mm-hmm. now I can take it to federal court and show that I put the claim in, right? Uh, no, you got to put it first into the state court. Oh, go to state. So wait a minute. Court Let me ask you a question. Who's call? Who's causing you the harm? The federal or the state? Oh, uh, the state. You got to put it first with state, and then if they try to say that they were within their, then you would appeal it to federal. You know, because um, federal has a whole different set of codes that governs every state. Yeah. So since I put my valid claim already in mm-hmm. to the state that that mm-hmm. damaged me. And they right. and they denied the claim. Now I take it to federal court and show that they denied my claim, right? You can appeal it. You appeal it because mm-hmm. you you have but you gotta show evidence that I was communicating in writing to these people and they said they don't have to show me anything. Say therefore, um I presume that they're operating in a private official capacity and not a public capacity where people have access to their public records, job descriptions, and um, policy and procedures. Say, by the way, and you can just say this, and by the way, it is uh, well known that even on the state's websites, it says copyright right on the bottom of the page. Therefore, I already know that these laws are copyright protected by the employer. Well, they've been playing all kinds of games. At first, they were talking with me on the phone and stuff in regards to this. I was talking with the head clerk, 
and then all of a sudden um, she stopped talking and said, it said the only way she'll communicate with me is in writing. Yeah, they have to. That, actually, she's telling you the proper way to communicate. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, they just make up their rules as they go is what they do. They do, but that actually, um, that is the correct way that they're supposed to communicate with you because they got to have records to show that you contacted them, and you need the records to show that they denied you service. And also, like, like you said before, use registered mail when you contact them. It's more expensive, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's only a man or woman could use registered. You will never yeah. see an agency or a corporation use registered mail. They cannot. Right. That's your proof of being living right there. Mm-hmm. So remember, public and private. You are private citizens here in America, okay? The problem that I started seeing about a couple of weeks ago was like, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm like, you know what's the problem here is that private never commingles with the public. But that also includes, and when you mail them, it must be registered mail. It includes filing stuff into the um, courts. You, you cannot take things. If you're trying to become a private citizen um, withstanding, you definitely cannot file that in public records because the judge will throw you back into the public. You cannot, um, you must do private in-camera hearings and order the records to be sealed once the matter's been settled. Everything must be private, 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 including what I told you to do about sending your DPA to the um, district attorney. Private, 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 register mail, make them sign for it, okay? Why? Okay. Because if you do it publicly, they're going to ignore it and send it back to you because they cannot... Uh, that's a danger to the public's interest. Okay. Now, well, before we send that, the BC to the district attorney, um, should we give him a call, give him a heads up that we're sending it no. to him? No. Just send it? Okay. How fast yeah. is it? She wolf how fast is turnaround? You know, like say it's Monday and you mail it out, registered mm-hmm. mail to the district attorney, you know, to pay the bills, right? Mm-hmm. And he gets say Friday, you know, because when you do it registered mail, it has mm-hmm. to go through a bunch of formulas, you know, before it can get to them. You know, it doesn't go straight to it them. It takes okay? approximately. Um, they told me it takes approximately three to four days. Number one. Yep. And number two, and number two, I walked mine in. Okay. And my answer came to me at 7.30 in the morning the next day by the agency that I asked for the services for. The school, remember the school? They called mm-hmm. me at 7.30 in the morning saying, we want your granddaughter. Bring her right now. We want her in here. I said, um, I haven't talked to the district yet. They already called us. Your bond is activated. We apologize. Because, see, they were asking me for her shot record her social security number, her birth certificate. And I said, no, she's a child. And I'm saving that for her for when she becomes an adult, that she can use that um, for her for her, her um, personal reasons. When she becomes an adult, you use my birth certificate. Oh, no, we're not going to use your birth certificate. You can't do that. So I said, okay, hold your horses. 
No, no, get out of our school. Get out. I'm gonna and they even called the truancy officer on me. So I was talking to a truancy officer and I told him what I was trying to do. You know what he said? Here, go to the district attorney, here's his address. Let them handle it. He goes, These people are lower level. They don't have no idea of what you're trying to do, but the district attorney will instruct them. I did that, so seven thirty in the morning, listen. They call my phone at five minutes to eight o'clock. Can I take your granddaughter's picture? We're going to have an excursion today, and do you want her to participate in the festivities? Um, sure, but I don't want her face in the public paper. Okay. Um, can she join the Easter egg hunt? Can she join this? Can she participate in the sexual education course? No. Okay. Um, they gave me a book about being gay. Uh, she brought it home. I brought that book to the school. They, I think they burned that book and set it on fire. He got removed. I don't really care like I told them. I don't care. Do, do not give it to her, though, because she's too young to know about any sexual activities. I mean, come on. This is elementary school. You're right. What, You're only made, right. She was. What made the difference? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, when you took the birth certificate, is that – the fact that you kept it on the private side, and that's why they had yes. to ask for permission? Yes. They cannot call me. Um, they cannot send me a letter. They cannot even, uh, they cannot do anything. They, as a matter of fact, I had to give them the instructions. Like um, I told her, what do you do if there's a tornado or something? She goes, I need you to instruct me if there's, like, they, they gave me a couple of questions there, like, which is a tornado or fire drill? Or if there's a lockdown, do you want us to call you so you can pick her up? Do you want us to um, have her go down with the children? Uh, Everything, every detail has to be worked out. And that means now you are writing the laws and how you Mm -hmm. will function with that school. You see, you're you're now the person in charge, okay? Um. I think here in Texas they knew because the teacher called my granddaughter over and she said, I heard you're a private American. And my granddaughter (laughs) says, yes, I am. Can you please show me to my seat? I'm not allowed to discuss that, though. She goes, oh, okay, well, here's your seat. (laughs) (laughs) Because it makes all the in the world, she will if we can stay on the private side instead of public. Right, because public okay. teaches you, I'm going to tell you the difference. Public will teach your children, um, and they're teaching you as parents, too, without even realizing it. Your kid is a bad kid, and because of that, we're going to put him in an alternative school. It may hurt his records for being able to get a job or get a license when he's 16. Um, and also, if he gets too bad, we'll put him in a boot camp. That's telling you that the school has the power over your children from eight to four and not you. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I, you know what? I told this one um, principal and she was a man, she's a man, the man of the house. And I told her, no, I know you have like a misunderstanding here, ma'am. Um, I'm the sheriff in my house. And she said, what does that mean? I go, I'm the queen in my castle. That means that if you need to do anything with him, you have to call me. 
He said, but he's on school property. I said, he's on school property under my stipulation. You want to get paid? Then you got to go by my rules. And I go a little, I can bend the rules and go a little bit by your rules because I don't want to make it look obvious that we're operating in a different manner. But he only does what I say he's going to do. And no, and he doesn't do, and he will respect you. Or he will be severely disciplined, you know, under my authority. However, the only thing you're allowed to do to my grandson is give him his education and give him the instructions necessary for him to be able to have a functional, uh, enjoyable life. That's the only thing. When it comes to sexual things in nature, you are to consult me first. If you want to introduce to him other types of sexual uh, activities, you are going to call me first. If you think you're going to discipline him, you're going to call me first. And I write that in a note. These are my stipulations, and guess what? They don't play. All letters are written. It says private and confidential on all the letters from the school for his mom and dad. Because his mom and dad gave me the authority. Verbiage, Alan, that you always say. What? What is the verbiage that you was telling me you want to put on this paperwork, private, confidential, and uh, what was the third? Well, you you know what I write on the bottom? Priority. When you send a letter. Special, private, special private priority. 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 Mm-hmm. But if you send it registered in a windowed priority envelope, it's already all of that. You see? It's, uh-huh. it's priority by because of the envelope, and that's how they will handle it upon receipt. Mm-hmm. And registered as private, and, now, and it's actually special. Many people do not know how to write a letter as an office. Pretend when you're sending a letter to the government or to anybody, I suggest you guys go out and buy you a little notebook that teaches you how to write um, professional letters for everyday occasions. You know why? Because See that all capital name? That's your office name. That's your business name that they gave to you, right? So you're going to have to learn how to write a letter as you, part of that letter, but as an office holder. Okay? You're the child on that account. However, you need to write the letter a little bit formal and a little bit professional so that they can take you seriously. Even though... Some of, we all have our own characteristics, people. I walk in there and I get business taken care of, even with my mouth. But for you people who are new, you've been battered, you've had your kids taken away from you, you've had child support up your rump for years and years, no, you're going to go in with that BC and you're going to tell them you're doing business as this because all commerce has been suspended And this is the only document that I have of value that indemnifies me no matter where I stand. You're going to have to do that. Do not, um, okay, for those of you who created your DBA with the county, after they accept your private filing, remove and retract the um, public DBAs. Why? Why do you say that? Because remember, everything that you create you are creating it outside the realm and scope 
of your true DBA that was given to you at birth. Right, See, right. Remember, yeah, everything you create is subject to taxation or EIN. You know what? I, the Pope wrote something one day. I don't know who sent it to me. And he says, I control all the entities and corporations and individuals, right? Yeah. And, and I, I said it too. You know what? This, this, you are not really getting out of a circumstance because they're telling you, give me your social and we're going to turn it into an EIN, okay? They're still not giving you your, um, your true entity enterprise that they created for you, the true agency, because you're not using the right paper. And the right paper is the one that they never talk about, which is the BC. Okay, so here's the way it goes. The, the original BC is our doing business as name. Yes. When we go out here and get a regular DBA, what we've done is gone from the private over to the public. Right. That's a public DBA with the county, and that's a no-no, isn't it? Right. Well, no, you know, like say you don't know, like say you don't know what, what the next step was, then of course you're going to use that to defend yourself to keep these um, offices away from you. However, now that I'm telling you what you have to do, because you know, I've been banging my head on this for a long time and I'm talking to people, taking notes, talking and taking notes. And I'm like, you know what? This is the DBA. So, Seawolf, it's, it's not necessary to do the, the other um, DBAs then? No, it's not necessary. You need to get in there and claim that one as your DBA. But the only reason why they keep telling you no, 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 is because it has to be done privately. Privately, oh, yeah. okay. not commingle. Huh? All the okay, old no. uh, commerce gurus were right. Like, they always talked to commerce people back in the day. They're like, that's your straw man. That's your straw man. And yeah. They were right. But they were just wrong about how you go about capturing it. And you're doing a public method. You got to do a Think private. about what um, they told Trial one day when she went to the hospital. Uh, she brought in her name change, and she said, oh, he says, you're the controller now. You're the controller of this account. You see, when you get your name change, guess what? Now you become the controller of that account. You become the one who can lay down the laws, but right now you don't have your name change. They have to pay all the debts. Because remember, Commerce is suspended, so I'm saying to myself, wait a minute. If the commerce has been suspended because of the Civil War, then how do we engage in commerce? If this law says here that the only way to have standing in any court is you got to have a DBA. So I'm looking, I'm saying, wait a minute, wait a minute. They said that this is supposed to be your DBA on that birth certificate. So how do you file that DBA? So what did I do? I go into the clerk. I want to use this as my DBA. Nope, you can't do that. I'm like, oh, okay. They won't file it publicly, but they will take it privately. Okay. So then, once okay, once we take control of it, then and then then the DA won't won't uh, pay the the. The debts no more, and then we pay. No, no, how, no, no. How You're the pay? controller. Then you become the controller, right? And yeah. you just now write them instructions on, um, you know, I'm now the controller, and I require you to pay this, this, and this, and 
Uh, I'm going to get this house, and I need further instructions on how to file the paperwork. Usually, you, but I'm going to tell you, look, I've been using my birth certificate, and, you know, I'm telling you, I had to <coughs> wrap my mind around this. I'm like, wait a minute. I brought somebody here. They needed a $25,000 collateral from me, and what did I use? The BC. As a trust. Did I listen to this? This is the beauty of it. Did I have Somebody to create any special muted. documents? Huh? They're not talking. They need to mute out. Somebody is making a lot of background noise. Um, that's me. Sorry. Okay. No problem. The beauty, the beauty of this people is that um, you think that you had to file these UCCs and. Um, and uh, all of these IRS in, papers, huh? Yeah, you don't she have was, to. She was. That was stuff out <laughs> in the That's why people were saying do, you know, uh, UCC. That's all public mm-hmm. stuff. We wasn't supposed to be in the public. We were supposed to stay private at all times. <clears throat> right. And, and let me tell you something. The beauty of it is that if you know, that you're supposed to be operating privately, um, the government themselves, they give you a form to fill out. Like when my son-in-law came here, I said, I'm a private American. Um, here's my my trust. All I have is a declaration of trust. Do they see what's in the trust? No, they can't. I wrote down an amount in the trust. I had the notary sign it. And um, I gave it to the consulate and put my signature. What did they do? They gave me a special voucher, okay? What did I do? All I did was put my signature. And in 12 hours, they put the $25,000 collateral. See, we keep thinking that we got to file all these papers, UCCs, and IRS, and EIN. No, you don't. All that account that you're holding the certificate to is already prepaid. All they need is to give you one of their forms for anything that you need, and you put your signature on it, and you're going to see this. If you go to your state rep and you tell him, I need you to do this, this, and this for me, you know what he's going to say? Oh, here's a form. Tell me what you want, because I filled out plenty of them, and um, put your signature on it, and we will get right to work. We're your public servants. Okay, who's who's considered the state rep? Uh, you got you, What you do is you type in your zip code, and you type in state rep office of state rep. Uh, you, you type in state rep, and it'll say enter your zip code, and you put your zip code in, and it'll tell you who the state rep is for your um, area. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, If you guys have any problems, you go to your state rep. It is their duty and their and their job. Let's say you have a voter's registration. Okay. Everybody's taboo that you know. Even I just taboo that I already got my. I gave it back, but. You chose these people to represent you. The only reason why they have failed you is because we did not 
properly go into them and tell them who we were. That was the only reason why. You abandoned, like um, the Pope had said, you abandoned the you. He said, God is angry. He's angry at them. And the guy says, why? He goes, well, they gave up on the you. The you is that birth certificate. That birth certificate is the blood of the lamb. But you never claimed it. Oh, uh, I don't know who that is. No, you got to privately file it. That's why the judge, he'll get all red-faced when you try to come in with a birth certificate. They get scared because you're not supposed to bring that to the public side. That's co-mingling. Uh, let me okay, see here. Um, let me, let me, let let me, me ask you this. Uh, on, the, on the BC, uh, which, which one should we uh, be sending that to the DA, the, the certificate of live birth or the, the short form? You need to give them the one that has a file number on it. Okay. Uh, wait a minute. They both, they both have file numbers on them. Okay. Because well, the no, but one has put... um one has like a book and page number. Yeah. Wait a minute. The the yeah. long form, the long form is put into the file, and the short form, the birth certificate, the, the certificate of live birth goes into the file. Okay, and they create the the birth certificate out of that file. That well, you, they need what they need is the security instrument. Yeah, well, um, California they don't in California they don't issue the the birth certificate no more the short form. Yeah, I don't have one either. I don't have a birth certificate. I have a certificate of birth and it's blue, but it's the okay. security instrument. And if you look yeah. at the top, even the ones that are authenticated, it says that you're supposed to be given the full faith and credit. Now, now think about what I just said. That birth certificate, by law, is the full faith and credit, right, of who? The United States under 18 U.S.C. They're the obligors of the all debts, notes, vouchers, stamps, food stamps, coupons. They're the ones who are responsible for the payment, right? Uh, let me so if they're responsible for the payment, then... Um, you're not supposed to be responsible for the payment. I even ask people, why did you go in there and, and you're reading? Um, I'm going to give you another thing. I, I brought it up in, um, I think, Redemption and Equity today. But if you see the federal codes and it says that, uh, what is it, uh, uh, 8 U.S.C. 8 says that the United States is um, the person obligated to pay all debts public and private, and it gives you all the, uh, the different types of forms they handle, right, that, that they pay for. Mm -hmm. I don't understand how you misconstrued that to believing that you were supposed to set up the A for B. I don't know how you messed that up when we've been teaching you for a whole year that all state laws are copyright protected. That means it's not for your use. That's so that the um, employees know how to handle each transaction conducted with you, number one. And if the federal government has their own codes, right, that is not for you either. That is so that they know how to handle all the transactions coming through on your behalf. And it says that every dollar is supposed to uh, discharge dollar for dollar. Did they say that you were supposed to discharge it dollar for dollar, or does it not say that the federal government will discharge dollar for dollar? 
No. Should we put that in a cover letter when we send that to the DA that that they are to discharge all debts dollar for dollar in the cover letter? Yeah, no. I'm, I've already written my letter. I'll put it up on. Um, I'm going to put it up tomorrow. It's already typed. I'm I'm just putting them in um in an order, a certain order. It's not even a lot. Just put something. Okay. You're not, not supposed to be doing no A for V. You're not supposed to be trying to open up your own bank. You're not supposed to be trying to engage in commerce. You need to leave those federal codes alone because let me tell you something. Commerce was suspended. Let me say something here. Okay, look at it this way. It's not necessary to to endorse the back of the BC or anything like that? No, that was for them to do. What you thought, what you thought that you were supposed to do because of the federal, you know, uh, instructions, that's for them to do, not you. Okay, let me throw something here. All right, go. I said something a little while ago about uh, Army uh, Field Manual 27-10. Go start on Section 3 and start reading. Look at it this way. Well, Southern, uh, why don't you, you said that whatever I'm telling them, it's on there. Why don't you read that little section to them? Because uh, I'm not right now. I've got my computer on. <laughs> well, Southern, you know I'm going to okay. kill you because the reason why we did the show is you said you were going to read that to them so that you will see it matches what we were teaching them. Well, there's the, a whole big section. is a lot. It's a lot there. Okay, but you need to go pull that that off of there and read it. Look at it this way: the, the, how many how many of you guys have ever been in the military? Okay. Hello. Probably not. Listen, what, where is Listen, you in the middle. Tell them where they have to go again. It's Army regu- Army Field Manual, uh, 27-10, start at Section 3. Look at it this Okay, way. guys, you- listen to what he's telling you, because I'm going to tell you what he, he's not going to tell you. I thought he was going to tell you, but Southern, he already gave me the manual. The manual is saying the same thing that I am telling you, almost word for word. This, this is why I want to say this. When you guys were in the Army, all right, they issued you a weapon. They issued you a car. They issued you GI anything. Did you pay for it or did you sign for it? It's the same thing. Same exact thing. Okay? Same thing as if you're in a prison. They don't let you walk around with money on you. You have to sign something to get stuff. In the commissary, same exact thing. Same thing. All right. What they did, they interned us. Okay. And when they interned us in 1933, all right, they had took all the gold and silver off of us. They became obligator to supply us with everything we needed. Now, that doesn't mean 200-foot yachts, but all the necessities of life. They have to supply us with it. And that's what I think that birth certificate is for. Now, another yeah, thing, for those of you who want to provide, yeah, the, the, there's you a lot guys, of funds in that DC account that will provide you with yachts, though. Hey, <laughs> what? There's enough funds in that DC account that will provide you with a 200-foot yacht. Well, no, <laughs> let me tell you something. I'm sure, this is one thing I'm sure of, because I, I know this. I used to work in the government, and I dealt with certain things like that, but... I mean, if you're going to say that you need the yacht so that you can take your children and grandchildren 
on an ocean expedition so that they can learn all about the sea animals and you're needing it for educational purposes, right? Yeah. Then that would be a different story than you saying, I just want to go to have me a six-pack of Budweiser uh, and ten ladies in bikinis taking care of you. Well, I need a leader's group. What? A leader's group of whatever the need is. <laughs> no, it is, uh, you know, hello, what I was going to say was, um, otherwise hello. they're going, like say you needed it to go on a fishing excursion with um, three beautiful ladies in their topless bikinis, well, then they're going to say, no, that's just a luxury item you're looking for. We don't we don't provide for luxury. Right. You know, is that one just went over my head? Sure. <laughs> hey, she won't. Huh? You know, that was just one over my head? Uh-uh. Black Hawk helicopter. Hey, I was going to ask you, I hope it ain't one of my buddies over there out of um, Homestead. They used to fly their, um, because they were really cute. One guy used to like me, and he would fly his, um, what do you call that bomber, the stealth bomber? Black, the, uh, Black Hawk, I think it is. No, 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 no. He would fly this one that looks like a giant bat. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. When you're talking yeah, about. he'd say, go outside. And I'd say, for what? He goes, I got a surprise for you. And I would see um, the stealth bomber uh, flying past my, my house. <laughs> what? Hey, listen, what a man won't do for your love. <laughs> <laughs> but like, like I said, you, you need to pull up that off. Uh, <laughs> Army field manual, okay? Because you're going to find a lot of what we're talking Sorry, about guys. in that manual. A lot of it. You're well, leaving you know, find Southern, out about... you're supposed to be pulling out those paragraphs. I'm going to pull out your teeth when the show's over. You were supposed well, to read. <laughs> you were supposed to read, to read certain paragraphs to them. No, but just certain things to show that um, we are under it, operating under those Libra codes and martial law so that the people can see another side of this and how to get it right. Like, no matter what you do, okay, no matter what you do, it's not going to change your status. It will change your standing, though, um, from the public side. You're trying to get from public to private, okay? Let me, let me say something there. If you go into the Libra code, and you start looking around, you'll see many places where they talk about the difference between the public and the private. In the mm-hmm. laws of war, when they start talking about public and private, uh, they're talking literally about the difference between the governmental entities and the private civilian. Governmental entities being your military, all right, and your people who work for the government that issues the orders to the military. Now, the private civilian okay, it's a whole different ballgame in the laws of war. This is what's going on here. It's not, it's not the, the, the public and private side of commerce so much to speak, but you, you, the, the public and private is literally the public sector and the private sector. When they talk about it in the Libra Code, they're talking about holding the public, which is your public servants, your, your uh, governor and president and stuff like that. Now, when they talk about they can't take property from a private c- citizen or a private civilian, 
You're talking about us. The yeah. civilians cannot be, they're not supposed to be, uh, that's why you need to get into international. Co- uh, yeah, they really tell you about the things that they cannot do to you. And, and please, people, please, stop making the police out to be like they're the grandest enemy in the world. Did you know they're only doing their job description? Well, everybody is, including the courts, and that's, I've been in touch with somebody yeah. who has told us, who has told me, I point blank, he's listened to our shows, that we need to start uh, getting this stuff right. Because they yeah. don't like doing what they're doing, but when we walk into these courthouses through yeah. the front door, all right, as a militia member or a public entity, they have no choice. Yeah. Nobody ever goes into these. Yeah, because remember, they have to collect, They have to protect the public's interest. What would you do if you knew a secret that everybody here, which Trump has been blasting this for like a week now, he said we are a nation of immigrants, right? <laughs> and <laughs> when you have a nation of immigrants. You also have a nation of different types of cultures, belief systems, including the belief in how they believe in God, okay? And they know that some of these people are radical. And some of these people, you've even seen them too. They burn the flag. They start getting rowdy, fighting with the police. Listen, you know, those police officers that arrested me the other day, you know what I thank them in the end? I wished them a wonderful afternoon and evening, and I told them, it's not your fault. You're just doing your job as per your job description. I said, now, if you acted outside the scope and boundaries of your job description, then I'm not going to be a happy camper. But I said, you treated me with respect. Um, You didn't hurt me. None of them hit me or anything. None of them put a hand on me. And I did make a couple of smart remarks to the officer. But I know I used to be one of those public officers. And after a long day's work of listening to people tell me, I have my rights. I want the Constitution. I'm sorry, people. The Constitution does not guide these people. It's their job description. They only play one tiny little part out of a giant system. They don't know anything outside of their job description. Their job description is their Bible. The left hand cannot know what the right hand is doing because if everybody knew what it was to be private and operate in the private capacity, guess what? The government's going to be in trouble. I mean, they should be happy. Let me ask you. Let me ask you something, Sea Wolf. Mm-hmm. Um, when the DA when the DA activated your bond, did he did he also put you on the do not stop, do not detain? No, because I gave it to the. Uh, see, it wasn't the. How would you put it? I didn't give it to the county DA. I gave it to the DA of the district schools. You get it? No matter where my granddaughter goes, she can go to any school. I just walk in there. I put my signature approving it. Uh, uh, I write the laws of what they can and cannot do, and it's done. They'll tell me the bond. They call me. Hey, your bond's been activated. Can you come in and give us your rules and regulations? I said, okay. Now, listen. 
that's why I said you got to go to the county now where they call you a criminal. You got to go there and do it too. But I also saw okay. something today. I got to. I'm gonna look for it and I'm gonna try to uh, snip it and put it on the on the um my wall. It also said you could go to the city. It says please go to the city secretary or treasury to um, activate your bond. I- I'm gonna find that for you. So really, you can go to the city or county. I prefer the county. Um, go to a major county because that county let all the other counties know too. Um, they, you, you know, like only one county can use your name, only one. But all the other counties will know too that you're operating under that private DBA. So they might want a copy if they say you go four counties down and a cop pulls you over. You show them your private DBA that you gave to the uh, county, and they'll go and look you up, and they'll let you go. Okay, you don't you don't do it in in your birth county. Uh, do you live in the birth county? No, I'm not living in the birth county right now, but I can send it to my birth county to the DA in my birth no. county. Yeah, if you want to, listen. If you want no. to, yeah. Because he doesn't live in that county. He has to do it in the county. He would have to do it in the county he currently lives in. Remember. Yeah, but he could. He could take it. Wait a minute. He can also certify it with them, since that is, you know, you want the birth county to know that you're alive and that you're using that paper now. Like me, mine, mine's being mailed. I just had to send an affidavit with my instructions to it. Um, to my birth county, and I've been assigned a special clerk who is going to maintain the ceilings, and uh, she's going to transport it to circuit if the judge feels that I am entitled to uh, be uh, awarded a lump sum while they're waiting to set up my um, trust. Uh, She said she talk to the judge and she said well let me see how extensive the damages are and if nobody comes in she says I'm going to forward this to the circuit well she's going to forward it she says in that one you do have to come in person because now they're going to award you all the damages so my case is coming up with they're going to give me a lump sum and I'm going to be able to get all debts, public and private, now discharged dollar for dollar. And then you're going to see me with my brand new, my Dodge Mustang, or my Dodge um, Charger. <laughs> That's a lot of That's money. That's all I need. Huh? That's a lot of money if you can get a Dodge Mustang because there's not one. <laughs> yep, it's going to create her own car, man. <laughs> She's going to have a well, special Well, I've already order. ordered it. It's going to be a Corrupt. I've never seen it. I've never seen a Dodge Mustang. I've never seen a Dodge Mustang ever. No. Charger. No, no, no. It's a Charger. It's a Charger. Dodge that thing <laughs> runs like a lion peeling out of the bat of hell. Yeah, that is. And, yeah, they're yeah. mean. I got a question so, for you, Sea Wolf. There, there's yeah? so much 
there's so much that you've actually put in this call. It's awesome, I'll admit. But is there a way that you can possibly do like a chronological webinar that could not like give us totally answers, but just kind of like the system in, in chronological fashion, I suppose? Uh, I'm sure we don't well, answer. Well, I can set up one for, uh, yeah, like you can, um, you know, I can help Trial make a webinar. Yeah. She's my girl, and she needs to uh, get some funding so her kids can have heat, light, and water. And I only work with her because she's in dire need. And one should never let their sister fall into dire need when they are the ones pulling you and tugging you. And they're there for you even on the days that you cry. Hey, Seawolf. Oh. Uh huh. Okay, when they set the trust account up for you and everything. Then it's not necessary for that other trust, you know, where you send the registered mail to yourself, and that's not necessary. Uh, to do that? Yeah, you should. You still should. Yeah, you should do that. Mm-hmm. You need a trust so that you can throw all your property into the trust. Yeah, but if they're setting the trust up for you on the private side, what do you need another trust for? Well. The other trust is so you could use it and transfer it and convey it. But the second trust is for uh, putting in things that belong to you and you have a way to open a basement and you you operate uh, something like painting cars for a living. And you get all these cars in. And you're buying it through the public uh, trust, private trust. Okay, well, here's your, you got to pay this much money. So, okay, give me those cars. That one's 3000 that one's 2000 but I want this one. Yep, this one has a problem. That one we need 10000 for her. And I'm thinking, yeah, she was put in there with all those boys and I think she's going to be the right one for you. But then, yeah, he bid on her and got her. And um, I was working on his house a while back. And he was just a happy-go-lucky guy trying to reset his life after they stole his land. After they stole your car. What do you do when they give you the tag? When you put the tag in, then you have to put like a uh, doing business as, and then you put the tag that you want made. Um, If she wants to be, or he wants to be put in with uh, those who are uh, trying to get their papers together, uh, let them be it, you know. This choice, this is all about the papers and how not to commingle those papers. Um, she will. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've got my computer up and running right now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
We'll go down here to chapter 7 for just a minute. This is non-hostile relations of belligerents. All right, see section 1 general. Non-intercourse. All intercourse between territories occupied by belligerent armies, whether by traffic, as traveling people, communications, travel, all right, or not. Or any other way it ceases. This is the general rule to be observed without special proclamation. Exception to rule. Exception to the rule. Whether by safe conduct, license to trade, exchange of mail, or travel from one from one territory into the other are made on behalf of of individuals only with the approval of the government or the highest military authority. Alright, this is four four fifty one. Forms of non-hostile relations are belligerent. The conduct of war and rest, restoration of peace require certain non-hostile relations between belligerents. These relations are conducted through permanent uh, military passports, safe conduct, safeguards, cartels, capitulations, and armistice. They're telling you right here in these laws of war, you're not allowed to travel. Uh, Hold on, I want to find one second. Here it is. Competent courts. In case of a breach of the penal provisions proclamated by by it, by virtue of the second paragraph of Article 64, the occupying power may hand over the, to the accused to its properly constituted non-political military courts. In condition that said courts sit in the occupied territory, all right, courts of appeal shall preferably sit in the occupied territory. Just give a convention, Article 66. So there's your military courts. Hold on one second. Hey, uh, Southern. Yes. Who, who does the Libra Code apply to? Us. Who, us? Who's us? It's anybody who lives in the United States. Oh, it it applies to civilians, private Americans. Well, mm-hmm. civilians are, civilians are in there. Okay. See, the Libra Code was before the Libra Code. Okay, war was war was a, a barbaric situation. If you got conquered, okay, let, let's say uh, your tribe and my tribe or your nation and my nation uh, went to war, and I conquered your nation. We, we enslaved you. We took everything you had off of you, you know, sold you into slavery, and, and stuff like this. The Lever Code it was the first rules of war that prevented a lot of this stuff. It was considered a humanitarian um, thing for the, for the civilians, okay? But basically, what the Libra Code was a way of running a military-occupied government. If you carefully read the, the first section of Libra Code, that's basically what they're talking about. It's how to run a military-occupied government and what they're allowed to do and what they're not allowed to do. And this went into the, I think it was uh, 1850. Libra Code was in effect 1863. I think it was 1860. Four sixty-five, they held the first Geneva Convention, or something like that. Then there was the eighteen ninety-nine Geneva Convention. 
1907 Geneva Convention, the 1929 Geneva Convention, all right, 1949 Geneva Conventions. Now, the fourth Geneva Convention of 1949, that relates strictly to civilians in time of war. That would be a very good That's thing for you to pull for yeah, you to pull up of war, Okay. Okay, that, we're, that. we're in time of war. We're in time of war. We've been in time of war. That's what we're in. Okay. Yes. So, um, actually, I think it applies to whosoever volunteers to step into the office of person. That's who it no. applies to. No, it doesn't. Yeah. No, it doesn't. If you're if you're in this country, all right, and I'm, now, I'm telling you now, if you're in this country, and we go to war with Russia. You and every man, woman, and child in this country now is an enemy of every man, woman, and child in Russia. That's clearly stated in the laws of war. That's in that's in Vital's laws of nations. That's in Hugo's uh, Gavez laws of nation. Is in every law of nation. When you go to war, every man, woman, and child in one what they call it citizens and subjects of one country becomes the enemy of the citizens and subjects of the other country. So whether you it's not a question of stepping the office. Let me tell you something. That office of person thing, I, it, it, it's a joke. It really is. You need to go read um, uh, 5 U.S.C. 552A. It's individual. It's not person. There's no office of person here. Okay? That's what they try. This is what has been confusing the people. You're not stepping into the office of person because you can't step in it. The only way you can step in the office of an office in this country is to get elected or get hired by the, the government. But you being part of the state militia, you're already in it. All right? I know uh, a lot of people don't want to hear that, but it's, 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 that's the way it is. Let me tell you, do, you, do you know anything about the carpool lanes? Carpool lanes? Yeah. Yeah. You're supposed to have two people or more in Florida. Yeah, two 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 persons or more, not people. It's two persons or more. Yeah. Okay. So so you know what that means? Man. You know what that means? Two persons or more. Yeah. Go ahead. What does it mean? You got two people in the car. No, it's not people. It's not people. Well, what persons. It's persons. You can't have two entities in a motor vehicle. A motor vehicle is a commercial vessel. I mean, <laughs> we're just playing the semantics over here. They're automatically assuming. They're automatically assuming that everyone is carrying their person with them. Well, if okay. you have a, if you have a registered uh, car, then you have a commercial vessel. If you, no, if you, you don't. If you're doing what, no. what she wolf is wait saying. Minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No. It, this is this is where the problem lies. It is not a commercial vessel. Under the state of war, you are not allowed to travel without permission. And this is what yeah. these guys don't want you to know. It's not dealing in commerce. It's traveling. Period. Period. All right. I studied this up enough. If you travel, if you get out there in, in, in your vehicle and you're traveling, all right. Look at, look at it this way. You're in a state of war. 
That police people don't know what you're doing. You could be carrying munitions. You could be carrying anything. You could be trading with the enemy. You could do it. That's why it's suspended. It's the same way with commerce. All right? It's the same way with everything. It's all suspended because you're supposed to be loyal to your country. Okay? And this is where they're getting everybody at. This is, this is, not, a, this is not a commercial driver's license, people. It says so on the back of your license. It says this is non-commercial. This is nothing. You know, people talk all the time about uh, dealing in commerce, okay? But marriage is not really commerce, but it is. If you understand and read that Libra code, it's all about war. That's it. It's, it's not about, uh, you know, I'm not tra- traveling in commerce. And this is where people are getting hammered at. Because they keep going to the courtroom, into these military courts, and they keep using that same old stuff from the 90s and saying, I'm not traveling in commerce. The judge is like, yeah, but you were traveling, buddy. All right. Said, wrong place, wrong well, time. Bam, you're hammered. Right. Well, now, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on. Now, we walked into courtrooms, and we have actually taken the definition, not of the license in, or under my license doc. And when we take that definition in, the international law definition, okay? Not the part about it's illegal to do something with, without a license. The international law definition, okay? These people stand up and take notice and like, uh-oh, we're, we're caught. And we've done this. Okay. What do you think? What do you think is better to hold court on the side of the road or go into the courthouse? And, and, Neither one. And hold court. First off the bat, let me tell you something. If you're going to cop stops you side the road, how do you sign a ticket? Never argue with a man with a gun. Never argue with a man with a gun unless you want your head blown off. Okay? Because now you're being able to address. And, and there's these, you're giving him the excuse to terminate you with extreme prejudice. Now, listen um, carefully. Actually, actually, look, um, look up by Cotus. Last time I got pulled up. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Look up by Cotus. It is signing something under the rest. Now, I I don't know. If, um, Julia's on here. Or talking not. about talking about v v dot c. Is that what you're talking about? That's right, V dot C dot your last name, all right? A bunch of people only right. go to reception have used this. They go in, what happens is you sign that thing. Remember one thing. One thing you got to remember, what is a traffic ticket? It's a security instrument, and it cannot be signed under duress without full disclosure. Securities Exchange Act 1933, go look it up. It is evidence of indebtedness. Okay? What? Anybody ever remember the old cowboy movies? The bad man used to go to the rancher and he used to stick a gun to the, to the rancher's head and say, sign over your water rights or sign over your land. Or he went to the miners and said, sign over your claim. What always happened to the bad man when he got caught? They hung him. These cops are out here committing a crime. They're forcing you under threat, under threat, under duress, 
under domestic uh, terrorism, right, to sign a securities instrument. They're committing a huge uh, crime, huge yeah. crime. So what you do is you be one up on them. B dot C dot your last name. Now you've signed it under the rest. When the justice what the rest? Well, I had a guy out there acting crazy all right, with a gun on and threatened to kill me if I didn't sign it. What's he going to say? Now, once you sign it, B dot C dot under the rest, all right, I'd advise you to take that ticket and put an affidavit in that you're a civilian sitting in the damn court. All right? Hey, uh, let me ask you a question about the civilian. Um, do you, do you think you can go into court and sue uh, sue as the civilian? Hell yes. You can? Okay. Do you, do you think you can sue uh, multi-billion dollar companies as the civilian? Wait, the, wait a minute, wait a minute. Define, define companies. Are we talk? Are we talking about uh, like a uh, uh, like a bank, like suing a bank or no? Uh, you wouldn't have, like no, a you big company. No, when I say civilian, we're talking the difference between the the public side, the private side again. All right. Remember, those are military courts. All right. You want to go into that military court as a civilian. You don't want to go in there as a belligerent. I, I tried telling some other people this. All right. Uh, Anthony, we who would you sue as a civilian then? You could sue the uh, the the uh, the government. What about the bank? Can you sue the bank as a civilian? You probably could. I've never done it. But what about I, a you big, probably could? What about a company? What about a big company like American Express? You could try card it. Company. Well, I did. Yeah, I tried it. I tried. I, I actually, I did sue. I sued American Express and I sued a bank. And I, my paperwork, I put oh, no. in there was as a civilian, as a civilian. Oh. Oh, what happened? Hold on one second. Uh, the judge told me that I'm just a number, uh, and uh, these multi-billion-dollar companies don't give a shit about me. Hello? That's what he told me. Yeah. Well, the, the, uh, she won't? Yep. Can you unmute everybody, please? Unmute them? Yeah. Okay. American, you said American Express said what now? I, can you hear me? Yeah. I said I said I sued uh, two multi-billion-dollar companies. One was a bank, and one was American Express credit card company, right? Mm-hmm. And my paperwork that I put in there was as a civilian. Uh, mm-hmm. The judge told me, the judge told me that I'm just a number, and these multi-billion-dollar companies don't give a shit about me. Yeah, you're right. That's what you he told me. You're right. Mm-hmm. So I guess civilians don't work too good suing these, um, I guess that don't work so well. I found out, yeah, it don't work. Well, I never, like I said, I never sued a company, all right, with with, a, with civilian, but I can tell you for a fact they work, this works in court. That's, that's a fact. The, the reason this works in court, people, a lot of you haven't realized it yet. Who 
when you talk to Constitution, who has authority over the military? The civil. The civil does. The the military militia will all be always be subordinate to the civil. Now, if you walk into a military court as military, whoever outranks you, you're a dead duck. And you got a president well, standing up there, flag as commander in chief, and you got a state commander in chief, the governor's flag flying there. You're outranked. Well, it but appears no. it appears to me um, that you're not actually a civilian until it's until it is um, um, recognized in the system um, that you're. Well, a civilian. let me ask you. That's what let me ask me. Let me ask you a question. Okay. You're sitting, you're, you're up there hiding this back from 300 million people, okay? Do you really want to have this discussed in open court? No. No. In fact, in fact I, told the judge, I told the judge that I would like to speak about this matter in private. And he said, this is as private as we're going to get right here. There's no you more private. He, he said, no more private than this. That's what he told me. You know me. why he said that? You were already in his court, weren't you? Yeah, you already right. admitted to the name. Yeah, but you the all... paperwork ahead of, the paperwork went in ahead of time, and I and I required in my paperwork I required an in camera hearing, and I brought that up to him. I said I said my paperwork has already been in here before I came in, and I require in camera hearing. Well, the question so this is, is how private you're going to get right here. Well, what's what he to me? Did you identify yourself as a civilian? Yes, I did. Nope. Now, in that paperwork, you didn't. Yes, and I did. Now, I know that as you civilian in a court call, in a court case, all right, that judge doesn't want to touch you. He doesn't want nothing to do with you. Why? Alan put it in his paperwork, and it was in ahead of time that he was a civilian. You know, he set this judge straight, and he just disregarded it all. Well, he was, the well, judge was very cordial to me. He was very cordial to me, okay? Um, but at the same time, he said, this is as private as we're going to get. That's what he said to me. I don't know what the case was, so, but I tell you, if you don't know Basically, the way I look at it is, is that... The judge is working for those multi-billion-dollar companies. That's that's. What's oh, going on. okay. Okay. Yeah. Now I understand. Now I understand what happened. Yes. Yep. In that case, but I mean, like in traffic cases and stuff like that. No, that's. Oh, every every time we use civilian, I, even even she was uh, mortgage uh, case. Hey, they didn't want hey, nothing to. Hang on, just back up just a minute. Why is it that it didn't work in his case? Because that's still a judge. You know, if civilian's going to work, it should work across the board, not only with a traffic case, but, you know, in any kind of suing. So this judge just disregarded the civilian paperwork and what Alan put in there ahead of time to set them straight. And that's what we seem to see all the time is these judges. Did he give it to the district attorney? Look at the first Let half me of the ask call. You a question. Were you suing these people? Yeah, I was suing Alan? the companies, yeah. 
Yeah, later. Okay. They, they then there was. When you brought that case, money back. Wait a minute. When he brought that case, listen carefully. When he brought that case, all right, and he filed in that courtroom, he gave that court jurisdiction. All right. See, this is their little trick. They walk you into these courts, okay, and they now had he went in like she wolf, okay, did down in Miami, opened up a civil case like she did in Miami when she got civil case ninety nine, I guarantee you you would never walk in that courtroom. Guarantee it. They because again, what you did, what you did, you you gave you gave. Well, see, here's the problem: we're walking into these courtrooms. We're given that military court jurisdiction. You yeah. walk into a courtroom. I don't care if you go in there and you say, "I'm I'm here on a, a restricted visit. I'm on here on this." I don't care. When you walk in that courtroom, you're there to answer the charges. Yeah, you're right. So, so the now, key is you got to be minute. outside of the court to get your remedy. Then's what you're saying. So I, I didn't have no charges. I didn't have no charges. I was so That's what I, mean. I had no. Yeah. You gave the court jurisdiction by filing the lawsuit. He could not hear you. In well, how else? Where else am I supposed to get relief when from these? How else Listen, am I supposed to do it? I'm trying to explain it to you. She Wolf went into the court, opened up civil case ninety nine. You there, She Wolf? Mm hmm. Now, what's right. the difference she, in civil case ninety nine versus just opening an ordinary case? Okay, one. All right, one of them when she opened her when she she was dealing with a judge before that. When she opened the civil case, the judge could not she could not go in the courtroom anymore. She's not allowed in that courtroom. They can't try you in that courtroom. So she had to deal with the clerk of the court who settled the matter. Okay, so she's allowed to stay on the private side by doing it on Bingo. that particular method. That's that's the difference. When, yes. when you do it, there's other ways you're over on the public side and they can do anything. But if you can keep your side over on the private then you can prevail. When she went, when well, when I told when I told she I was, to keep, when I told okay. she was, I try to keep I try to keep my cases on the private side with my paperwork going in ahead of time. But you're saying that I shouldn't have went into the court? Is that what you're saying? No, what you should have done. See, a lot of people don't know there's two courts there. There's two courts. There's a military court and a civil court. Okay, go back and read um, that court case I just put out there, Ex parte McMullen. Okay. If, okay, look. Uh, if I you send, if I send my paperwork, look. If I send my paperwork in ahead of time saying that I'm a civilian, and that I require, uh, you know, this private side of the court, then what else? What else am I supposed to say? Right? When I come in there, that's what I'm expecting. So when I say to the judge, look, I've already put my paperwork in ahead of time, and I require a in-camera hearing, what else, am I supposed to get... To get, what else am I supposed to do to get on the private side of the court? 
Well, you should have, but from what we know now, you should have asked for a civil case number, which they probably didn't give you one. They don't want you on the, let me tell you all something. You can believe whatever I want, whatever I'm saying to you. But she wolf got civil case number 99 out of okay. Day County, Florida. There's 100,000 cases minimum filed in them courts down there a year. And she got civil 99. Okay, so you're saying that you have that you have to request a civil case number? Is that what you're saying? Yes. So okay, so you send your paperwork in and you say, Okay, I'm a civilian and I require to have a civil case number in this matter. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. That might much. go back and swim. Yeah, you could maybe go back and amend all this. And even that out in California also, Alan. This is the key to doing all these cases then now. Yeah, I got a few different cases, all right. Listen, all right, like I said, when I told you, well, I already knew about the expert team at Mullen. I knew about these cases. So when she walked in there, he automatically gave her a civil case. Now, like I said, you think about how big, I don't know if you've ever been to Dade County or not. Florida. Okay, County, wait a minute. County. Hold on just a second. I'm not understanding. Um, Seawolf didn't didn't request a civil case number. They just gave it. I to don't. Him? They just gave it to her. Okay. Now, what what caused that to just give it to her? Then? Because she issued she issued what she did whenever she did her paperwork down in Dade County. She went in as a civilian. And she issued an order to the court, so they had no choice okay, but to give her a civil, a civil okay, case number. I did the same thing, but they didn't automatically issue me a civil case number. Well, they should have. What state you in? Well, they didn't. I was in Georgia. They should have. I know for a fact that Georgia's got civil. I know for a fact that Georgia's got civil. Uh, uh, civilian courts up there, at least in Atlanta. That's where I was at. Well, what, about 30 miles out of Atlanta. I was in Gwinnett County. Because I'm telling you, these people, they have hid. I mean, let me put it like this. You got, you, they, they, there were courts here, okay, in all these states, especially all of the uh, 13 colonies. There were courts here from about 15, well, what did the guy tell me about, 1510, okay? Think about 1510, all right? We didn't fight the Civil War. Uh, we didn't uh, uh, file the Declaration of Independence until 1776. So we had courts here for a couple of hundred years, all right? Not the courts we got today, but we had courts. The proof, the proof is right there in Georgia, in in Lamar County. Now they're still operating off the of seal of seventeen seventy six. Well, you would right think there. that. 
you would think with my paperwork that went in there saying I'm a civilian and I require a private in-camera hearing and blah, blah, blah in my paperwork that you would think that they would automatically issue me a civil case number. But Well, let me, let me explain something to you. They are going to do everything in their power, and I am going to do everything. In, let me put it like this. They have done everything in their power to keep us out of those civil courts and keep that door locked to the American people. I'm doing everything in my power to unlock them damn doors, brush off them benches, and start having real trials. I'll tell you guys a secret. I'll tell you a secret. And I hope there's nobody here who wants to kill me when I say this. If you are a civilian, all right, listen carefully to what I'm going to tell you. What kind of court can you be tried in? Right now in this country, if you have changed your status and you have declared yourself a civilian, what court can try you? Come on. And I'll tell you what. Absolutely none. You want to know why? Tell me why. No jurisdiction. They don't have no jurisdiction. Well, this court's got jurisdiction. Yes, sir, there is. Constitution of the United States, you must be tried by a jury of your peers. You want to tell me where you're going to get 12 right now? People who understand civilians that are civilians to sit on that jury? Right. You're going to have 12 people up there in the militia center. Even if you're a civilian, you walk into their court, all of a sudden they've got jurisdiction. Yeah, you came to answer for the charges. So even if a dog and cat, even if a dog and cat goes into court, they've surrendered to that jurisdiction. Well, mm-hmm. I found out. I have found out by she wolf now what the special appearance is. I I never really knew what that is, and now I do. You do the special appearance before you even go to court with the with the clerk, and take care of the matter, settle it. Yeah, and so exactly. I. Thought, I learned that from Seawolf. That was that's very good, right there. Trust me. Trust what what I'm going to tell you. That clerk of that court runs both sides of that court. He wears two hats. Now, they, are they corporations? Yes. But remember one thing: it's not the corporation. It's the flags flying in that courtroom. I had a guy on legal deception tell me the other day I was an idiot that there's no military flags in those courtrooms. I got some news for you. I've been in a lot of courtrooms, people, all right, all the way through Florida, up into Georgia and a couple more states. And I'm telling you right now, every courtroom I've ever walked into, that, as a matter of fact, I'll tell you what you do. All right? You talking about, you talk about the gold, you talking about the gold friend's flag, right? That is, that is, that gold friend's flag is under Army Regulations 840-10. It is a presidential. Yeah, huh? yeah, listen, that's not only that's not only in the courts; it's also in the churches too, in all the churches. Yeah. Okay. So I'll tell you, it's, if, if it's you not the Goldfinch flag. It's not the Goldfinch flag. Everybody looks at that Goldfinch flag, and nobody pays attention to that state flag. What do you want to bet that your state flag has a spear on top of it? 
Yeah, it does. It has that spear. That's an army flag, boys. What court are you in? Army regulations, 840-10, Marine Corps regulations. Go look up. I have a thing up there called a military dock. Go about halfway down to it. I pulled all the regulations out, and I put them in that dock. That militia dock's got everything to prove the, the jurisdiction of those courts in it. Everything. Yeah, are you talking the same flag with the spears, the same one that's got the uh, gold fringe on it, right? No. The one with the gold fringe, the United States flag, has an eagle on top. All right? Yeah, they, do not are, sell, are, they do not sell yeah. an American flag for indoor use with anything other than, than an eagle. That is, represents the commander-in-chief of the military. President. What is the president? He's commander-in-chief of the militia. All right, when called into the duty of the United States, it is a state flag you need to be paying attention to. That has a spear on top. That is the Army flag. Army flags only fly on what type of courts, people? And I know there's military people out here. Go look up your Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine, and Coast Guard flags. They're all got spears on them. Yeah, but the gold fringe is, is military flag too, isn't it? The gold fringe is a military flag, yes. Okay. Right. What you have there is two commanding officers represented in that court. The commander of the United States military and the commander of your state militia. Can't notice okay. I didn't say that. I said state okay. militia. Uh, have you noticed that the courts and the churches are all set up alike? They're set up the same? Did you, did, let me ask you a question. Did you see Trump? He was, uh, it was, uh, he was in office like eight days when they did this um, signing in the Oval Office. Did anybody pay attention to the flags behind that man? They deliberately showed you the flags with the spears on top. All the military flags had the spears on top, except for the one, the United States flag, that had the eagle. A friend of mine called me on the phone and said, look at this shit. <laughs> I said, I've been telling you. They got the same spear on. As a matter of fact, I'll tell you what I did. <clears throat> when I was putting together that uh, article, the, um, the militia doc, I, I looked online, and I found some people who sold flags. You can do this. Pull up that militia dock and look at it. It's got a lot of shit in it, buddy. It even has got the uh, militia acts in it. All the militia acts are in there. Now, they call it forth the militia from the states and everything, and it's even got John Knox's, how he set up the, the military of the United States by counties. It's got everything in there. There's 60 pages of information, including a ton of links. I, I pulled it all out of my hard drive. But listen carefully, okay? These people have, have kept us walking into these military courts. This has been their great secret. All, right? all these people keep fighting this stuff as if they are normal courts. They're not. And you can't win in a military court. You can't do it. 
Well, when you are walking, so Trump's got, Trump's got the military behind him, right? Huh? Trump's got the military behind him. What's scaring right. the hell out of me? Worrying, the only thing that's worrying me is he's got too many ex-military people in 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 the right in places. Something's fixing to happen here. Well, I mean, Obama had the military behind him too, right? Not like this guy does. And Bush had the military behind him too, right? And on and on and on. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The military's always been behind them. So, what what makes a difference? You know, from one to another. What makes a difference? At this moment, I'm hoping yeah. the fact. At this moment, I'm hoping the fact that that flag over South Carolina coming down is going to make the difference. But you have to understand, there's no more civil war. At least not not the way I understand the the war. Excuse me, war to work. I'm expecting to see something happen any day. But I'm going to keep my mouth shut on that until it happens. <clears throat> you notice that the Democrats are all trying to run for cover right now, aren't you? Hello? No, I ain't really paying much attention to to, to yeah, the political world. I'm not, I'm not really, I don't pay much attention to the political world because, I mean, everything in the public, it's all bullshit. It's all a cartoon. And it's like the wild, wild west. Anything goes. That's how it is in the public. Well, it is. Yeah, so we got to be operating in the private exclusively. Yeah, but we also got to be paying attention to what our public servants is doing. And right now, people are being put into positions for something that's, something big to happen. I, I don't know the man personally, but I can tell you one thing right now. That little gentleman, I, they, uh. What's his name? Uh, Joseph Dunford. He don't play, and he's got uh, uh, James Magdog Mathis in there. He's got like five or six ex generals, all right, as 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 advisors and stuff in his cabinet. They just he just got rid of one that uh, I can't think of his damn name now, the one that just resigned. He was an ex-general. Yeah, but these top these top military people are corrupt as hell. Well, okay, they're, they're, we they're not that. they're not they're not being kamikaze guys, are they? We don't know that because there's there's something going down because somebody there was somebody uh, not standing not too far from Trump. Uh, I want to say last week or the week before, all right, I was watching on TV. That guy that was standing there, all right, is the chief of military intelligence. Now, you never, ever see that gentleman anywhere near the president, especially on public television. They were standing I, right behind. I, here's him. what I think. There's a new kind of deception that's getting ready to hit is what's going on. 
Well, I let me ask, let me say something. <clears throat> Do you guys remember when they built that uh, um, uh, NSA building out in Utah? You remember? No. They built a big, brand new, state of the art NSA state of the art NSA building in Utah. Right about the time that thing came online is when all these police shootings started getting publicized. All these jail beatings started getting publicized. Now, I got a suspicion about something, and this is only my suspicion, that when they built that building, they tied that into everybody. And I mean everybody. The police, the courts, right? I mean... Stuff is coming out now that you will never see normally. And I think that's what they did. They built that building and they said enough is enough. And the last thing you want to piss off is military intelligence, trust me. <laughs> Look. What did you say, Mike? Which part? Hmm? Hey, Mike, what were you about to say? You mess with military intelligence, they got some of the best some of the best hackers in the world working for them. I've had, I've had a suspicion about, uh, you've heard of uh, Anonymous? Hello? Yeah. All right, I've had a suspicion about who Anonymous really is. For a long time, because nobody gets into the, the stuff that then people get without being without having the right con- connections. Okay, can we, uh, Joe uh, She Wolf? I got a question for you. You know, we're going to do the name change. Is there anything prior to doing the name change that we should be doing? Any kind of, you know, like uh, doing our last will and testament or something ahead of time? Or do we just hold off on all that? Mm. Or, do we need to put do, anything like I that in a power of attorney? Or? Yeah, I would do that last will and testament before you do your name change. Okay. Just in case they throw a curveball at you. Okay. And so and with the... Last will and testament, do the assignment in that. Yeah. And, yeah. and that would ensure it, wouldn't it? They couldn't throw you a curveball. Mm-hmm. Hey, I didn't see, see Wolf on this paperwork that I got for the name change in my, in my Bird County. Um, I didn't see on there a box to check for uh, child child needs services. I didn't see it on there. Uh- um, is it C H I N S? No, I didn't I didn't see that on there either. Put it on your cover sheet. Okay. Uh, as uh instructions to the clerk. Yeah. Do you think hey she wolf, I've been having dialogue with the, the lead woman at the probate court for a while now. Mm-hmm. She knows exactly is that I want and what I'm doing and stuff and and when I talked with her the other day 
she goes, mm-hmm. she goes, um, she goes, Alan, if there's anything missing or if you need anything or anything like that, she goes, I'll let you know. What she told me. Yeah, you need to have someone that's going to support your efforts in there. Yeah, so I think it should go pretty smooth, I think, now. Because I'm going to send the paperwork directly to her. Yeah. Would we want to send the paperwork to them registered mail also and and let it stay in the private? Yeah. Instead of hand-carrying it in? Right. You want to send it registered mail. Yeah, because the registrar out in in California set Allen straight on that. They only accept mail. They don't accept yeah. people. Yeah, he said we don't receive people here. That's what he told me. So, so we want to stay in the private on everything. That's the key. Yeah, that's the key. Yeah, I, I want to read something. Should we send our paperwork in a white envelope, do you think? Well, I, I, I use white envelopes only. Yeah, that's what I, I figure. They have them at Walmart, like in, in bundles of 20. Yeah, I know. I got some. I got a bunch of them. Yeah. Very cool. Okay, Not what about... Mastery, what about but, you know, Alan brought up something really nice, too, about signing your name. You know, some people use gold pens, and mm-hmm. some people sign or or write certain things in purple. Is there, you know, any significance to colors? Well, uh, I, uh, I only use purple. I'll tell you a secret. I'll tell you a secret. All right. Purple. Up until... Uh, Oh, uh, hell, I read the damn thing. Uh, I think it was 1960s or 70s. All right. If you wore a purple sh- garment in Europe, you could be arrested for it because purple was royalty. Hence, if you wore any kind of purple in Europe, you could be arrested. The only two people that was allowed to wear, wear purple was the queen and the pope. Yeah, but that's in so, Europe, not here. Yeah, but still, it, it's it's got to do with the, the colors. Purple is royalty. Right. That's so what they're saying. Would we want to use that in our paperwork, you think? Yep. I do. Well, that's... About I will write certain stuff in purple ink, but I but I sign I sign with gold, my golden mark. Listen, I'm going to read this to you. Is this is a chapter seventy nine, aiding the enemy? American statutory definition: any person who aids or attempts to aid the enemy with arms, ammunition, supplies, money, or other things, or without proper authority, knowingly harbors or protects or gives intelligence to or communications or correspondence with or holds any intercourse with the enemy, either directly or indirectly, shall suffer death or other such punishments as a court-martial or military commission directs. Interpretation. In time of war, 
The rule of the above article is general in its application to all persons, whether or not otherwise subject to military law and without regard to citizenship or military or civil status, who give, aid, who give aid to an enemy government or person adhering to it. It may be the status should be subjected to judicial interpretation. All right would be held to authorize the trial of civilians by military tribunals only when the offense has been committed in the territory under martial law or military government and within the zone of military operations and whereas our areas invaded by the United States and are within the within or in the vicinity of the military installations or in a place where it's subject to military jurisdiction Cases occurring in the United States outside military jurisdiction are tribal by a civil court under espionage law mentioned in paragraph 76, all right, the laws relating to treason. Hello? They're telling you right there. Do you remember uh, a long time ago I told everybody that when you, when you write a check and, and you the people put a stamp on the back of it, all right, that you didn't know where this check was going, where these funds are going? That's what I was talking about. That falls under the Trading with the Enemy Act. It's right there. Articles oh, anywhere. I got something to tell Seawolf. Seawolf, are you there? Mm-hmm. Remember, I've been going round and round. Remember, the Department of State stole my funds um, for the passport. Remember, I told you that. Yeah. Mm. They wouldn't issue me the passport, and they stole the funds. Well, I got the post office to to um, give me back the funds now. Okay. Why were they jump through? Huh? Why were they not giving you the passport? Well, because they wanted to issue me a passport for a U.S. citizen, and I, I declined it. I said, I I need one for a, for me as an American national. Mm-hmm. And they, they wouldn't issue me the one for that because I don't think they do. I think they only issue passports for U.S. citizens. Listen, let me tell you something. Everybody wants to be an American national. It doesn't matter if you're an American national. Right? You have to be a national to become a citizen. All right? What is citizen, national, state, national? This is all immaterial. This is about one of two things. You're a, a belligerent public, all right, or you're civilian private. And that's all it's about. Yeah, yeah, right. but, they only wanted to, yeah but they only wanted to issue me a passport for a U.S. citizen. Yeah, I know. And I declined yeah. I declined it, and so so since I declined it, they they stole the funds, and so anyway, to make a long story short, which no. never is, this happened over a year ago, and I'm just now getting the funds back. The post office is giving me the funds back. I had to jump through some hoops to to do it, but but I got her done. Well, being a U.S. citizen is neither here nor there. What does matter is the fact that we're in a civil war. Both sides are still uh, United States citizens. Okay? 
you may you live in Georgia, right? If you have a Republican governor, right, and I live in Florida and I have a Democratic governor or vice versa, them two people are enemies. So guess what? People in Georgia are now my enemy and I'm your enemy. <laughs> Think about it. Go go read Vital uh civil section on civil war. Well, that's why they play this Democrat-Republican thing to keep it, like, against each other. That makes us enemies of the state, so to speak, because of this political nonsense. Well, you think about it. You're Let's say you're a Republican, right? And your, your governor is a Democrat. What does that make you do the governor? The enemy? <laughs> you wow. live in a county. <laughs> Well, well, look, uh, we already know that a U.S. citizen is a legal fiction, and the Department of State even said so, okay? A U.S. citizen is a legal fiction. Well, we're not, we're not legal fictions, are we? But why would, I want, why would I want a passport for a legal fiction? So what he does, he, what you did is you used the birth certificate as your passport, and it worked. It worked for me one time. I don't know. Uh, it would probably work every time. She would. I think, I think the file number that? is. I think the Alan file number is the passport number. I think that's what that is. It could be your passport number. Yeah, asked she will that about the passport number. You think that would be? You think that that uh, that file, the state file number on the BC, is also your passport number, Seawolf? Mm. She's left. Oh, I, I know. Uh, I don't know about that. I know. I I know that um, I pulled up a thing that's out there on legal deception, uh, the passport doc. You need to go read that because it's telling you right in there uh, that the first passport laws that were passed were only in, in time of war. In time of war. Uh, hold on a second. Uh, let me pull this up. Yeah, I don't think we need these. I don't think we need a passport that they issue for U.S. citizens. I don't think we need that. Well, hold on a minute. Let me let me tell you, let me show. Now, I'll tell you, what happened here, let me open this one up. Okay, passport, um, it was called the Travel Control Act of 19, May, Chapter 81 Act of uh, May 22nd, 1918, also commonly known by its popular title, the Travel Control, Passport Control Act. An Entry and Departure Control Act. All right. An act to prevent in time of war. This is exactly what it says, people. Chapter 81. An act to prevent in time of war, departure from an entry into the United States contrary to public safety. Okay? And it basically tells you in this in this act right here, it said it's called Passport Acts. It's out there. Let me go to something. There's, there's two of them here that... Uh, you needed a passport in t- only in time of war. So if we have passports, we have, we're supposed to be under state of war. 
Now, the second act is uh, Title 44, Volume 44. This is the, uh, January 3, 1926. All right. This was an act to regulate the issue and validity of passports and for other purposes. It, this standardized the passports under the Secretary of State. Do you know who issued passports during the Civil War, guys? Okay, well, let me ask you something. Okay. The military let me ask you yeah, let me ask you something, Southern. Uh, yeah. Do you think, do you think that they follow all those codes and acts and everything they write? Do you think they follow all that stuff? Yeah. You better believe they do. Oh, well, uh, well I, I beg to differ. Let me tell you a true story, okay? And Mike can verify he knows this. Oh. <sighs> The man that wrote the law about pulling the social over to the private side, the social security number, mm-hmm. he wrote the code. He wrote the IRS code on it, right? And yeah. he wrote in the code that there's a there's a a form and a procedure to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, guess what he ended up saying. This guy wrote right. He wrote that. He wrote it. He wrote the code. Yeah, it's in their manuals. He said when 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 um, uh, the um, specialist, the IRS specialist, contacted him in regards to this, he said, "Oh yeah, no." He goes, "There's no, there's no procedure. There's no form. They just write this shit up, okay? So you can't." Follow that stuff. Believe me. Just write it up. It's all bullshit. Basically, what your your coaches, statutes, and stuff are, all right, is how they're supposed to run the government, not us. That's what people don't understand. All right? If you look at your state statutes, they're copyrighted. What's missing? And I brought this out to more than one police officer. Right? They're copyrighted for number one, and then missing what? The enacting clause. So what is it? It's either public policy, right, or it's um, their policy. It cannot be law. It can't be. If it doesn't have that enacting clause attached to that law, it cannot be a law. And you only find that in, in the statutes at large and the session laws of the estate. Once it's codified in that book, it's no longer a law. All right? Now, these people will act they're like it's law. Right. They'll tell you now it's they're law. Just shit up. They just write it up. It don't mean nothing. It doesn't mean anything. It's just people that are good writers and they, they love to write and... and uh, but it don't mean nothing. No, this here is uh, Public Law 95-426. This is October 7, 1978. This is what we're operating under now. Remember, up until 1978, let me find this section here. I highlighted that one section because I read it. 
Anyway, the bottom line is they don't follow it. Now, here's a, here's another true story. About two months ago when I got pulled over and I held court on the side of the road, the two women officers, one tried to get me, the other one tried to get me. They couldn't get me, so I, I, I said, I said, you need to call your supervisor out here now. Anyway, to make a long story short, which never is, um, the first thing they want when they pull you over is they want a driver's license, proof of insurance, and what else? What else is it they want? They want three things. Vehicle uh, uh, registration. Yeah, red license. Yeah, license, registration, and proof of insurance. That's the first three things that they always ask when they pull you over, right? Okay. So I stopped her at number one. Number one was license. I said, so I said to her, um, is what requires me to have a license? That's what I said to her. She said, the law. I said, okay, <laughs> great. Show me the law, please. I'd like to see the law. <coughs> well, she couldn't show me the law. So the second one came. And I said, okay, I said to your partner, I asked her to show me the law about the driver's license. It requires me to have a driver's license. I said, she wasn't able to show me the law, so how about you? Can you show me the law? Well, she wasn't able to show me the law either. So when the supervisor came out, I said, okay, call your supervisor out. He needs to come out here now. Um, so I had to wait for a while on the side of the road for the supervisor. When he came out, he started trying to do the order me out of the vehicle, blah, blah, blah. That didn't work. So I said to him, um, these, these two officers here, um, I have asked them both to please provide me the law that requires me to have a driver's license. And I said, they weren't able to pro provide the law. Now I'm going to ask you. Would you would you be able to provide me the law, please? Well, he wasn't able to do it either. Okay, so yeah, they're 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 running on policy, public policy stuff, whatever it is. But anyway, to make a long story short, which never is, um, I held court on the side of the road and I prevailed, and I told them what you what you're saying don't work. It did work. I'm not engaged in commerce. I'm private, not for hire. Blah blah blah. It worked. Okay. Well, but what is the main thing is, the is that I didn't adhere to. The main thing is, is that I did not adhere to his orders, ordering me out of the vehicle. Okay. <clears throat> what is the most interesting thing you can, well. What's the most interesting what? you can say in court? Do what? What's one of the most dangerous things you can see in court? One of the Provide most dangerous me the law. Listen carefully. Provide me the law that says I can't do that and prove that it applies to me. Well, I can't do Remember, that. But, you know. <laughs> Congratulations, you just passed the test. They can't. You know why? Right. You listen. This is I don't all back qualify. to this it's all back to the war. 
They confiscated the title to your car. They confiscate. Go read the laws of war, people. They confiscate all movable vehicles. They confiscated the title, the MSO to your car the day, the day you bought it. Okay? They gave you a title, a state title. So they confiscated your vehicle. That's number one. So you have to get a license to put the vehicle on the street. Okay? Vehicle registration tag, right? Where did the insurance come from? Think about it. No fault insurance. Back in the, I think it was the 60s. It was the 60s? Some smart guy down here figured out that the state was holding all this stuff. The state issued out driver's license, and he got into a car accident. So instead of going after the other driver, he sued the state. A few months after that, guess what came out? No fault insurance. Now, as far as the driver's license, all right, ne- never fight with these people on the street. Don't hold court on the side of the road. Because I won't tell you, there, if, I don't know about Georgia, where you're at. There's guys down here that if you do that, you're going to end up dead. You want to do it the right way. You want to go deal with the courts, not these guys. Not these guys, because I'm telling you, these guys, I had a cop, I give you an idea, I had a Broward County Sheriff. I, 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 it went to about nine cops, nine of them, before I finally found one. I, you know what a law enforcement handbook is, right? So I kept asking for one. Finally, this guy goes, yeah, I got one in my car. So he hands it to me. He goes, I'm looking, open it up. He goes, what can I, what you looking for? I, Let's see if I can help you. I said, I'm looking to see if it's copyrighted. Now, we're standing in front of a Dunkin' Donuts, and I got George a witness. He said, oh, that's not copyrighted. It was copyrighted. We couldn't use it. Guess what? It was on the third page. I turned around and said, well, you want to explain to me what this is? There was a copyright on the third page. He grabbed that book. He got out of there and never saw him back. Yeah, I mean... If they sense that you know what you're talking about, okay, now the supervisor, first of all, he knew that I wasn't going to adhere to his bullshit, his his order me out of the vehicle stuff, okay, because that was, anyway, the way I handled myself was just fine. And then and then I said, uh, let me see, he goes, um, when I told him, I said, I said, I'm private, not for hire, I'm not engaged in commerce. And I'm exempt. Okay, that's what I told him. And he goes, and he goes, what exactly does that mean? That's what he said to me. Okay, I said, look, I'm gonna give it to you short, sweet, and simple. It means that all the statutes, codes, regulations, etc., do not apply to me. Okay. And his response was, "Is oh, you're one of those. You're one of those." Okay, so. So I said, whatever one of those, I don't know what you're referring to, one of those, but I'm telling you right now, I'm exempt. Okay? Well, to make a long story short, by the time I got done, we got done with the whole thing, I was shaking his hand and wishing him a Merry Christmas and thanking him for um, adhering to my rights, respecting my rights. So it all went down very well. You've got a lot of these guys out here that are... See, the problem is you've you got a, a group of people out there that keep telling 
These are them sovereign citizens and constitutionalists, okay? And they're dangerous. Yeah, because a lot of these people walking around here know more law than, more law than most judges, okay? Now, to, to give you an idea, we, we did some a, a thing down here in a, a courtroom a long time ago with a guy named Steve, and Steve just happens to be a, a friend of mine's son. They're black. And when we got done with that court, I, I can tell you the judge wanted to hide under his desk and the prosecuting attorney wanted to run out of the courtroom because he fired out when the, when the uh, prosecuting attorney, you know, he, he walked the prosecuting attorney right into it. What do I need a license? Driving is a privilege. All right? And he said, so, okay. He said, so I must be, you, my, I must be slave Toby and you must be my master then. And he started going to the slave master thing for like 10 minutes. And you should have seen the look on this guy's face. This attorney had nowhere to go after that. All right? Because he kept asking him for title to Toby. Right? I mean, right? No, but <laughs> All right? And the guy was like, uh, uh, well, you must be master. If i got to ask master for privileges, <laughs> you must be master. And I was sitting there, and I put him up to it. All right? The judge, after a few minutes, the judge says, I'm going to stop this. He said, this is your good, your lucky day. This is what the judge said. He said, I've got a busy <laughs> case ahead of me. He said, I'm going to dismiss this case. He said, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but he went into the all-capital yeah. name as being cap, uh, you know, a slave name and everything else on the driver's license. Yeah. Um, see now, here's another thing. Here's here's more of the story with the uh, with the supervisor that came out. Um, he was on the passenger side talking to me through the window because the other side there was traffic and all that, right? So he's yelling at me through the passenger side window. Um, sir, I need you to step out of the vehicle. All this stuff, right? Trying to order me out. So I said, number one, I'm not a sir. Don't refer to me as a sir. That's a military term, and I'm not in the military. Um, number two, that would be your need and not mine. Number three, I'm just fine right here where I am. Thank you. Okay, so then he, he says, oh, he goes, okay. He goes, okay. He goes, I'm going to come around over there on the driver's side. I'm going to come over there where you're at. And he said, sir, I need you to. I need you to turn off that vehicle so I can hear you. I need you to turn the vehicle off so I can hear you. Well, by the time he got over to the driver's side, I guess he forgot all about that order because the vehicle, or the I, I, I said it was an automobile. That's another thing. I said this is not a this is not a vehicle. This is an automobile. Well, anyway, so he goes, he comes over on the driver's side, starts talking with me, and. And I guess he forgot about that, <laughs> the order, because the quote-unquote vehicle was still running and ran the whole time. I didn't set it off. So he starts talking to me. I go, hold on, hold on. Before before you engage or try to engage in conversation with me, um, I need to see your business card. So he tried to ignore that, right? He's like, and he, he keeps going. I go, uh, sir. And by the way, you're the sir. You're the one in the military. He was a sergeant is what he was. Okay? Yeah. Sergeant came out. 
I said, Sergeant, you're the one in the military, not me, so you're the sir. So, sir, I need to see your business card. And he ignored it, kept going. I said, sir, I'm telling you, you're required to have, you're required to have a business card, and I need to see it. Right? Mm-hmm. So his response, uh, his response is that, that he's not required to have one. I said, I guarantee you, you are required to have a business card. Mm-hmm. He goes, he goes, I guarantee you I'm not. That's what he said to me. I go, okay, we'll see. I go, we'll see. Like that, right? Well, anyway, to make a long story short, which never is, at the end of the, at the, end of the deal, I got his business card. Right? And so I said to him, after it was all said and done, I go, hey, Sarge, if you're not required to have a business card, why did you have one? Well, you know what his response was? Well, right. I, I'm, I'm, he goes, I carry one, but I'm not required to give anyone my business card. I'll tell you what. That's what he said. You think I'm kidding you? I'm not. We got pulled over. Uh, uh, what was it? Three years ago? Yeah, three years ago. And this guy gets out of the car. He jumps up there. Right out of his mouth. Driver's license, vehicle registration, proof of insurance. I, my buddy, my buddy is another. He's another crazy fool like me. He said, "Sir," he said, "Yeah." He said, "Is that a request or an order?" He said, "That's an order." <laughs> he looked at him and said, "Really?" He said, "You're under arrest." Cobbler says, "Excuse me." He said, "You're under arrest." He said, "What for?" He said, I'm a civilian. He said, you're a military. You just ordered a civilian. He said, no, all civilians. He said, all military subordinate to the civilians. He said, you're an insurrection, treason, and rebellion. He said, you're under arrest. <laughs> Did he arrest him? Cop goes, you can't arrest me. He said, I'm part of the state militia body. He said, you damn right I can. <laughs> we went right there this commanding officer's thing and show this commanding officer that the state militia is a lawful law enforcement. Read your militia acts. It says the governor will call forth the militia to enforce the laws of the state to repress insurrection rebellion. And you know what was you know what that cop couldn't that sheriff couldn't show us? All right, where well, he had law enforcement authority in that constitution. You go look it up, guys. I'm not kidding you. Yeah, but do you think that they follow all that stuff? Huh? Think they follow? You think they follow all that? Well, look. Let me explain something to you. Is that a question whether they're following it? But I'm going to tell you something. All right. You guys ask the question: Where do these cops get their authority with their military stripes? What are they automatically assuming? Yeah, they just go by Southern. They go by what they're told and paid to do. They don't give a damn about what we show them in black and white. They're criminals, man. 
Not like you were really? saying. When you get no, on the side not. of the road, they will execute you and don't give a damn and say that. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. They're not going to be cool. Whatever. There's never they're a not. cop really ever, you know, goes to court on, on these evils. Wait a minute. you got to understand what he's seeing. This is what people don't understand. I had a friend of mine right here on this call, on a, on a call, a guy that was in uh, Iraq, okay, as military police. And he said, he told right here on the call and said, we did the same damn thing over there that they're doing here. He said, because of the military occupation. If you read their manual, they're not taught law. They're not taught any law. They're given a, a law enforcement handbook or a computer, all right, and that's it. They're not taught any law. They get a six-week course. I think it is a six-month course or something like that, training course. And they're taught how to control people and, and issue orders and stuff like that. Yeah, that's why you got to have their supervisors come out. Wait a minute. Have the supervisors come out. And their manual, I've got some of them. Do you know what it almost reads, reads like? Military police manual. I got that. Well, yeah, that's what it is. All this police stuff is all military. That's why the sergeant came out. The supervisor was the sergeant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so you got to have the sergeant come out or the supervisor because mm-hmm. the lower level ones they don't they don't know what you're talking about. They don't get it. I got some news right? for you. They don't want them to get it. Well, they they right. don't want to so, get. They don't want them to get it. They don't want them to get it. I know a guy that was a, a cop for, you say, 14 months. When he woke up and realized what was going on, you know what it took to wake him up? A World War II, a World War II uh, combat movie. He watched the movie. Okay, he went look, in the next morning. Look, he went in the next day morning and resigned. A, okay, I know, a, I know a 20-year law enforcement retired. Our guy, 20 years in law enforcement, he retired, okay? Mm-hmm. And he got sick He got sick of this shit. He got out. But here's what he told me. He goes, he goes um, anytime we, we pull someone over and, and on the computer screen in red letters it has do not stop, do not detain, that's what comes up on the yeah. computer screen. Right? Mm-hmm. He goes, goes, anytime that comes up, he goes, we, we don't dare fuck with those people. We um we bid them a farewell day. Listen, that's what he said. I got a friend of mine who uh, does cars and tows cars and, and stuff like this, right? And some, but he he's got authorization to run tags to find out who owns abandoned vehicles and, and stuff like this, right? And we ran a he ran a tag one time and he was sitting next to me. And we were having lunch. And he started looking at me kind of funny, and he said, there's something wrong. And I said, what's wrong? I looked at the screen. It had no name, no car, no nothing, and all it had was four zeros. You know who that was? A private. I didn't tell him that. When they erase you from this system, they literally erase you from this system. Don't kid yourself, they don't. They literally do. Okay, so that I know a private, fact. they won't, they won't screw with the private either. Then, oh hell no! So I wonder, you, 
Wouldn't you become a what civilian? Would be better, well, what would be better, though, to, to, to have what would be better come up on a, on a computer screen, the, the four zeros with nothing else, or, or the do not no, stop? No, that's, that's, what, that's what my friend saw. But a cop would see the, the flashing, the red letters. Oh, okay. 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 Once your, friend saw it on, your friend saw it on what? On his computer. But what the cops what, see what? is something different. It's the same yeah, thing. What, 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 did he have a special program, or was he connected with the NCIC and the David system? or, or what? Well, it's called, it's called uh, Tomax or Toline or something like that. Okay? It's a, it's, listen, all this stuff is all ran by a corporation called Intellis. And I know you ain't going to want to hear this crap, but guess who owns Intellis, people? Hello? Guess who owns Intellis? Probably the, probably, probably the, uh, the, the corporate, the, uh, the United States corporate, corporation, probably. What, what's it called? Uh, the United States. Uh, Corporation company? Corporate. Out of Delaware? You're correct. Intellis is the same people. Intellis is the same yeah. people, all right, they, they, that own the, uh, the the driver's license bureau. The driver's license, they make the driver's license, and they also run the uh, vital statistics. Same damn people. And the cops use them, and you, you, anytime you go and you look up somebody, do a, a, a white pages lookup and look up the word Intellis comes up. That's the same damn people. They're tracking that. It's all a private corporation. All right, boys and girls, yeah. I think it's time well, to call it a night. See, I think that I think we need to get on the do not stop, do not detain, so we're not we're not screwed with with, with this with these uh, real pirates. Yeah, I think we need to get on that list too. That's called being yeah. a civilian. All right, guys, I'm calling tonight. I'm out All here. right, same here. Have a good Have one. Have a good one. Yeah, right. see you.
Anybody here? Hello, hello. Anybody here? Anybody out there in chat window land hear me? Idiot, can you hear me? Zaza? Kev? Yes? Anybody type anything? I hear. Idiot, you're there. All right. I see Odd Law is unmuted too, but um, I don't hear any audio for Odd Law. You got your own phone on mute, Odd Law? Yes, I, I do. There you go. Now, how you doing? I'm just fine. Great. Are you are you associated with the organizers of this call at all? No. Okay. Um, looks like we're the only here ones here, and uh, first rule of talk radio is don't allow any dead air. You got anything to talk about? Uh, I not not tonight. <laughs> okay. Uh, can you tell me just just to try to provide some background until the more competitive people show up, which will probably happen? Um, um, can you tell me what drew you to the conference? Um, well, um, being involved in in the courts myself. What kind of experience have you had in courtroom litigation? Um, this is uh, f- family court. Ah, nasty summary military jurisdictions being exercised there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No due process of law, no right to jury trials, no conscience of the community. They just come in with their Nazi military, police state, and railroad people off into prison. No due process of law. Yeah. And break up family units, especially the women and kids suffer a lot. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Have you had uh, personal family problems with that jurisdiction? Yes, and still do. You like talking about it at all? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Um. Yeah. Well, I see New York and Florida are called in, but they're muted, I think. I wish they'd unmute, um, or some of the guests, or Idiot, or Kevy would um, call in. Um, idiot typed, good description of family court. Are you so also, um, Oddlaw, are you also uh, uh, logged in as a guest or something? I am not now. Uh, the the computer. How, how did um, uh, you learn about the call? Were you on Angela's call? Uh, no, I've been on calls for uh, about a year now. Okay, but but I mean this call tonight. Um, it was uh, posted on Facebook. Really? Somebody got the word out there real quick. Um, from my understanding, uh, uh, we were over in a previous call conference with Angela, and people just decided to do it spontaneously. Well, maybe I'm screwed up there. Maybe uh, 
maybe there was a previously scheduled call here. Um, but either way, um, um, do you have any suggestions about um, how we should focus the our <laughs> small two-person discussion here? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe I should just try to ad-lib a little bit here until somebody comes in with their own um, agenda and idea about um, what to do and how to do it. Um, uh, and, and, and another thought is apparently somebody else has started a, um, an even third call conference. Um, and this looks like a nice group in the, in the chat background, but if it's just you and me calling in, um, and you don't have much that you feel like talking about here, Oddlaw, um, then maybe it's worth trying to move everybody here over to the other conference that um, is apparently being run. Maybe there's other people over there that are more capable of providing an audio. Um, um, Feed than than just me and you. Adlah has hung up. It's just me. Um, maybe we should cruise on over to that other call. Let me post the the link there. Um, what do you think, idiot? You got comments on whether? Or not, we should go over to Aquila's call. Doesn't seem like much happening over here. Okay. This is another conference call that's apparently being started. I just post. Oh, hey, Brian, you there? Bri yeah, Brian, you there? Brian. Yeah, I'm here. All right. How you doing? Good, good. I was just checking in to see if uh, this call was still going on or not. Yeah, apparently this one is still going on barely. Um, um, just as I saw your uh, uh, presence in the phone conference here, um, I was talking about going over and maybe um, uh, participating in another conference that's... Um, going on and uh, do you have a chat window open too are you one of the guests or anything like that no i was just calling in just to listen okay okay um um yeah um it looks like not much is happening uh here um um i posted a link to another call that's apparently going on um in the chat window and um, their call ID number is one four zero one three six pound uh here in Talkshoe. Um and uh idiot was a um a primary motivator in a previous conference that we were both in just a few moments ago, uh, for me to come over here. Um but it looks like discussion's thin and if you don't have a real solid agenda, um 
that uh, um, uh, maybe it would be wise to go over to another call being done by Aquila. Although I see Colorado just called in too. Uh, maybe that's idiot. Um, 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 and uh, we've got two other people that called in, but they're muted. Um, um, uh, New York, Florida, and Colorado. Any of you fellows, people, want to uh, unmute and talk a little bit about what kind of an audio feed is being provided here or about moving? Yeah, I see you're muted, idiot. Um, 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 but that doesn't help us provide an audio feed. And um, to my mind, um, um, the primary purpose of the phone calls is audio feed, and 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 uh, the chat windows are kind of just supplementary to that. And um, if I'm the only one jabbering here, <laughs> uh, I'm going to burn out real quick. And um, um, and I. Uh, uh, I'm kind of a counterpuncher, I guess, for lack of better words. Um, uh, I respond best in environments with other people that are are also um, um, motivated to try to bring about um, um, uh, consensus about optimal strategy for pursuing lawful remedies. And um, um, so, uh, Brian, um, um, sounds like you're not really inclined to do a whole lot of talking, is that correct? Uh, maybe if somebody had a topic or something like that. I know this call had started at like 9 o'clock, so I'm sure they've probably finished up, and that's why uh, it's kind of silent here now. Okay. Well, I, um, I see Johnny Grover also logged into the chat window, but... Um, um, a lot of times people go into the chat and don't necessarily seem to go into the live call. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, maybe this conference um, um, holds people in the chat window or it keeps the chat window open for a long time even when there's nobody talking. I've seen um, uh, uh, people run conferences like that. But uh, to my mind, that's kind of dysfunctional. Um, what's idiot saying there? If this call was on the long, maybe they're done. Yeah, I'm thinking the same thing, idiot. And at that point, I'm thinking it might be more efficient at providing a decent audio feed with discussion, intelligent discussion, over on Aquila's call, even if she's a total Nazi. Um, um, it's better than just me uh, <laughs> chattering uh, because, yeah, yeah, I'll even be able to interact likely with a total Nazi and just by myself here or other people that are um, um, not really uh, esteemed. What did you say her uh, conference number was? Uh, 140136. Um I posted it in the chat window once, and I'm going to post it here again just for the late arrivals to uh, know where we're thinking about going here. Yeah, did that get posted? Come on, come on, what happened there? Come, my window isn't posting. There we are. Um, posted in the chat window, the 140136 number for a call by Aquila. I've never been there before. I don't know what I'm getting into, but... Um, oh, you guys are. 
You're huh? always welcome to uh, you're always welcome to jump in on mine. Mine is on uh, Sundays at seven o'clock Eastern time. Uh, uh, can you add me to an email list notifications of when it's coming in? Uh, are you on Facebook? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm on Facebook. All right, it, it's posted to uh, Tactical Sovereignty every Sunday. Um, 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 let me do a search, uh, search real quick and and try to find what uh, you're referencing, uh, what um, uh, national sovereignty is a keyword through Facebook, or what? Tactical. Tactical, Tactical sovereignty. sovereignty. Administrating. That sounds is. good. Um, let, me, let me see. T-A-C-T-I-C-A-L-S-O-V-E-R-E-I-G-N-T-Y. Um, Tactical Sovereignty, doing the search on Facebook. Ken Scott, Ted Weisner, is that you? Uh, what did you say? Tactical Sovereignty. There's uh, some. Uh, I, I did a search through Facebook for Tactical Sovereignty, which is uh, the words I thought you said. And, right. Um, huh? Correct. Okay, and uh, the first thing that came up is um, um, uh, indicates that a group named similarly is is associated with a gentleman named Ted Scott or Ken Scott and Ted Weisner. Is um, either of those related to you? Uh, they, yeah, they could be members there. Well, I, I don't know what you mean by numbers, but if that's your group, I'll member. open up. Huh? They're probably members. I know those names. They're probably not members. Okay. Brad Steffi, I know him. He's in Oregon. Um, um, Does it show you a picture? Yeah, a picture of a, a, a ship with a moon behind it. Yep, that's it. Okay. Lost it. I, I sent your request to join your group here. All right. And uh, so I'll, I'll probably get email notifications when you do your conference on Sunday. Yeah, they should come through. Okay, okay, that sounds great. Um, so, um, uh, how's our chat window look now? Um, What's your first plan? Yeah, I'll I'll post the Facebook link here um, uh, for tactical sovereignty where other people can. Uh, is that good with you? Uh, yeah, that's to post the Facebook link so that other people here can join through yeah, your Facebook. Okay. Yeah. What did you say your first name is? Charles Stewart, Sandy, Oregon. All right. All right. I'm clicking you in. You're good. All right. All right. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. And you can call me if you want to, 503-676-8048, um, and Charles at constitutionalgov.us. I'll, I'll post those in the chat window here if that might help, if you're tuned into that. Um, three days. Six seven six dash eight zero four eight uh eight. Here's my number and my email before I um uh, well. 
and long. Yeah, there's contact info for me. Yeah, anybody here wants to hook up with me, that's the best way. My email address and phone number there. And um, um, you still there, Brian? Yeah, I'm right here. I just want to right. look at you. You're going to go over to Quila's call too? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go check that out. All right, all right. Well, I'm going to hang up here. We'll see you all over there. All right, Charles. Have a good night. You too, Brian. Bye.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.